Yeah, that piece is funny. Um, <laughs> I mean, that just tends to come with every hit piece that has happened in the last like seven years for him, whether you like him or not. Every time I listen to somebody write about him in detail, what he says in his own words, you can only sell this to like politicos and mainstream intelligentsia who are already in the beltway. Because yeah. try to explain that. It's like that meme with the the Chinese kid, right? Where it's like his face in front of all of the migrant boats. It's just like, you need 800 hours of like Twitter lore to understand who this character is and what's going on. <laughs> this meme to make sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like you, it, it's, it's, you know, it's take, take Gibson's neuromancer, but like once you're finally plugged into cyberspace, uh, you, you have to stay in. Otherwise the language doesn't make sense anymore. And that's the kind of world we live in. Um, that's true. You know, how have you been, a, man? I've been all right, man. I've been busy, actually. I, I did three hours with a uh, very interesting podcast with Metaprime. And this Sunday, um, I not Sunday, uh, this Saturday. No, I have another thing to do Sunday, but this Saturday uh, I, rec I record. Hopefully I can uh, plow through the book again. I record with Marty Phillips. So... I've been busy, man. But this is the Digital Archipelago, episode 53. And the Digital Archipelago, the battlefield of ideas, carpet bomb. Sorry, we're <laughs> carpet bombing the battlefield of ideas with the white phosphorus of truth. So I totally stole that tweet. I, to I stole that from an Injulius tweet. So um, <laughs> <laughs> I love that, man. Because it's funny because I was like rewatching Spec Ops The Line. And uh, yeah, I think one of the one of the great one of the greatest I think uh, video games like war video games ever made was Spec Ops: The Line. And I know it's a rip off of Apocalypse Now, but you know it was pretty good. Um, how have you been, man? I, I, I've never played that game. I'm sure I've lost some credentials there, but uh, you know everyone's done their video essay on it and such. But no, I yeah. haven't played the game. Uh, no, I'm doing great. Burn I uh, <laughs> burn uh, No, I, I'm doing fantastic. I, I went to the uh, ophthalmologist this morning. My eyes are in fantastic shape, although I'm wearing sunglasses IRL and on my profile picture here because my eyes are dilated beyond belief. Uh, but my vision is good, thank God. What do you look um, like with sunglasses? Do you look like Ray Orbit sitting? Um, I'll send you a picture because I've got pictures of me in sunglasses, I think. I don't take a lot of selfies or anything, so I've got to look for them. But uh, I don't know what I look like because it, it's funny because people will. I've heard people tell me I look like someone who's trying out for a 70s porno because of the mustache. <laughs> but my favorite description, uh, actually, I have two favorite descriptions. One is from a mutual friend of mine and the myth of the uh, repeal the 20th century where he was just like, uh, I met Mr. Prudentialist IRL at the U.S. event, and he looks like a 1970s Brezhnev Soviet bureaucrat that just really wants to get the fuck on with like his from, life. Yeah, from like Dr. Strangelove. Yeah, which killed me. And then the other one is he looks like an Anglo World War One officer who's ready to shoot you if you don't go over the over the top. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. I haven't taken a lot of pictures with sunglasses. But no, I mean, it's been a fantastic week. Other than that, my vision's good. I had the patron book club out. We covered Disappearance of Rituals by Byung Chul Han. I really, really enjoyed that read. Go ahead and tune in on Substack, Subscribestar, or YouTube channel memberships. I just put out a new video earlier this morning called Digital Ayahuasca. Um, it's one of my favorite Real Talk videos. 
covers a little thing, a um, little bit of John Perry Barlow, covers a little bit of the internet and drugs. I think that you all will really enjoy. Plus, I caught two fish on that uh, recording, so that's fantastic. That's and good. then um, I've got, I think I'll be on Charlemagne's channel this Saturday. And just trying to think of what else. Um, oh, I've got a, a, a book review coming up on William Appleman Williams' Empire's A Way of Life for. We're getting geopolitics back on the channel, ladies and gents. But yeah, it's been a fantastic week so far. It feels much longer than it has been in general yeah. in terms of content, but I've actually just been busy, which very thankful for. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's uh, I'm, I'm trying to read the chat here. Um, press F for the fish. Which fish? What happened to fish? Let, let's see. Oh, we didn't get a clip done. Did fish and friends but... get banned? Um, I don't, I don't know. Let me check. But anyways, yeah, this week, um, I released, uh, I released a great episode of content minded. No, he's still on Twitter. Go follow fishy frenzied fish at frenzied fish on Twitter for the, the hottest takes. Um, I liked his one where it's like giga Chad's like a forklift operator and, uh, he's like suing his employer, but then like soy Jack's like, um, uh, no, like Soyjack is trying to sue the employer, but then the the Giga Chad four kilowatt operator is like, uh, I don't care. Like, <laughs> go ahead, sue him. I don't care. Um, but no, I, I released a great um, episode of Content Minded with my good friend uh, Goran GSP from uh, from War Report, and yeah, so I've I've been uh, that like the whole thing is four hours, and it's in two parts on my Patreon and Substack, but most of it is free almost three hours is free and uh, the spicier stuff where we talk about uh, the war in Ukraine. I had to put that behind a paywall, but uh, yeah, so it's been great, man. Uh, I just been busy this week and uh, I'm, I think like I like these streams because we could just sit back and talk about like a lot of different things that happens that's been happening uh, Two, but before we get to the black pills, uh, two crucial points of victory recently. Number one, uh, Sargon one. Okay. Sir press fellas press, uh, W in the chat for Sargon because feminist frequency is no more. They're packing it. Uh, Nita, Nita is packing it in. I'm sure she's probably going to wash up in some kind of like NGO job or whatever, but press W in the chat. Okay. W for Sargon. There you go. You, you, you need you need some energy for this man. You you exactly. need like break breaking news, ladies and gentlemen. We just have news. a breaking news right here, Anita. right now. We're reporting now that Anita Sarkeesian, <laughs> feminist frequency, is no longer on the airwaves. I'm reporting now that a man from Swindon has finally achieved victory. The UK Independence Party is gone, and so is feminist frequency. A man now emerges victorious, no longer fat as he once was. It's a total victory for garbage humans everywhere. Do you have any comments, Mr. Panachetti? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. <laughs> how many, how many things has Sargon slayed? Okay. UKIP, his own pot belly, now feminist frequency. Total Sargon victory. I saw that clip that he posted where someone edited him him uh, shooting a Barrett 50 caliber and it's got like a break core mix in it. That was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. It was really cool. Um, but yeah, Anita's grift died. Um, I'm pretty sure she's probably gonna, you know, she'll probably 
fall upwards somewhere. She'll probably have to exit the public eye. Um, what does she look like nowadays, Anita? I wonder. You, you'd um, have to look her up. I don't know if we should uh, put that on our audience, the, the damage here. I mean, the other the other caveat to this, it's nice that Feminist Frequency is going, but I feel like we kind of need that moment to wake up and smell the coffee beans. Um, yeah. Because she did win in the end. Yeah, you know, Feminist Frequency is over, and I'm going to be the guy that gets to play off his own joke that I said on Twitter. We do live in a weird post-Sarkeesian age where yeah. video game characters are ugly, Vigia's dead in the AAA sphere, Neil Druckmann got his rocks off by directing a shitty revenge sequel fantasy with some, like, <laughs> near... I'm not even going to get into it without risking stuff, but, like... um so where where are people going? I mean, it's a great it's a great time if you like indie games and boomer shooters. I bought Battlebit yesterday because it was basically Battlefield Three, but in a Roblox like graphics. Really liked that. I've got an emulator to play all these PlayStation exclusives, like the older Ace Combat games that I really like. So yeah, I mean, she did win in the long run. Like that industry has been long housed and over bloated, not because you know executives are making too much money. It's because we've got bloat. And, like, Red Dead Redemption had, like, what, 30, 40 minutes of credits? You know, Red yeah. Dead Redemption 2? Like, all these people that shouldn't be making video games got credits for it. And so, yeah, like, congrats, Anita. You, you killed an industry, but you could not kill the man nor the idea. So garbage humans are... Uh... Yeah, I gotta, <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta say, Anita looks all right. I mean, she's she has a terrible soul, but I What mean... does she look like now? She looks the same, actually. Canadian? Oh, she does look this well, a little fatter, but yeah. Yeah, but that's right. That's that's all right. She's perfect the way she is. She could lose some weight. Yeah. See, you're doing the ZHP like Renew. Oh, by the way, don't Renew Fault's been edge posting recently. Um, there is this one thing, uh, like oh, point of view. See, I, I have to, I have to like <laughs> take a pause when you say that. Like, um, a, an account known for being horny on Maine is edge posting. <laughs> I have to like ask myself, what does he mean by this? Is he being edgy or well, is he edging himself? One no, one tweet is like point of view, you don't have a prom date and your sister comes in your room, it's like, oh my god, what are you doing? I said, What are you doing, Renu? Oh my god. But anyways, um no, Anita, like, I mean, she looks better than uh Zoe Quinn, but I just think that Anita, like, you have to realize, I mean, okay, let's let's just I, I promise that I, I get a little bit more serious, right? I think like um when it comes to the post Gamergate world that we live in, um, uh, oh, oh, Sam, well, King Salmonfish apparently, um, he got suspended again. That's who got suspended. Um, oh, that fish. Uh, yeah. So, uh, I he'll be back. So he'll, he'll be back. Yeah, he'll those be are back. like phoenixes. You know, they come back yeah. from the ashes. Yeah, maybe his GF uh, Haley will pull some strings. Uh, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. People don't know the deep lore there. Um, but anyways, uh, you, you know, the, the tank girl, not tank girl. That was a great film. Actually. I know it had like uh furry undertones, but no, you know, the military psyop girl, the, the, what the, if it was the, the tank. Best... Oh no. I, I thought this was the, the glow job woman. Yeah. The glow job woman. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that she was, I, I don't follow this, this story. So I didn't know that she was in a tank. Well, let's just say that we have to thank King Salmonfish for his service, uh, for, for for thwarting a military psyop. But anyways, um, so Anita, like the post Anita world, 
I think that, you know, it's so ubiquitous nowadays, a lot of this thing, but you have to realize, like, I remember when we were going through Gamergate, it was like an aberration. Like it was sort of treated still as it's something that Nightmare Vision said once that like these people thought that they were making fun of something that was an aberration that was like politically far out there, but they were really just, they were more or less cartographers of the end of, of how the world would manifest. Um, Thank you, Fishy Frenzy, for that donut. But I don't know if I could put it up on the screen because of the first one. Um, but, uh, you know, it, there is something there when it comes <laughs> Yeah. Um, but there's some, by the way, please, get, sneed those super chats. Sneed those super chats. Um, we love our fish. We love our fishy frenzy. Um, but no, the, the world of post-Gamergate is, you know, Anita won, like, okay, what is winning? What is winning? Okay, the conditions of winning, I guess, for Anita was her destroying these people and really Sargon, I think is the only one. I mean, apart from the few people, there are a few people who have come back who still do pretty decent. Um, you know, because I think like people's indomitable spirit of transgression could never truly die. Uh, like millennial woes comes to mind, but I think that, you know, apart from, apart from Sargon, it's, it's really interesting how these people were cartographizing, sorry, they were like cartographers of, this unique period where the sort of the way that not just the culture war, but society in general, where they were going. And the reason that Nita is sort of irrelevant is because really, I mean, most video game culture, which is really interesting, most official video game culture, apart from gamers themselves, and a lot of gamers actually that are like on the political left, but most of the sort of official capacity of quote unquote, the video game industry is like totally colonized. And really, I mean, the problem was there was no clear objective back in those days. I think even Sargon probably said something to this effect. Uh, I think it was with AA actually, that there was no clear objective and there really wasn't anything that they could do beyond just calling it out apart from like doing the whole like political lobbyist thing. But then it's like, it's sort of like you can't have a fair fight when like Anita's going to the UN with Zoe Quinn and going to these like video game conferences and calling Sargon a garbage human. And it's like, you know, significant symbolic mimetic victory that Sargon did. But in terms of material real world power, I mean, I don't want to say it's over. There will always be video games. I There will always be people that, you know, want to transgress like i know recently there's been this viral tweet where it's like uh i think it was from like 2001 where the ps2 came out and there's like these like old school nerds that are like buying it from a GameStop, and it really shows a different like a completely different world than the one that we live in now and it's really quite uh you know i know it's like millennial millennial nostalgia bait but yeah i mean i want to get your thoughts on this but also another point to victory I, I don't know. I, I shouldn't gloat over this. I shouldn't gloat over this. I just find it funny. But apparently Sophie Trudeau and Justo is uh, they're getting divorced or they're separated now. And people are already speculating. I know Matt Walsh had this viral tweet about, you know, I, I don't know if Trudeau is in the closet. I am not going to say that. You know what I mean? But it's kind of, you know, it is. I had this tweet that did quite well that I said the truckers won. So that was pretty funny. But yeah. 
I, I went with the norm posting approach. Um, yeah, that was good. Breaking news. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau and his wife Sophie have announced that they are separated. When asked by reporters what the prime minister will do next, he said that he will probably find a nice woman in his home country of Cuba. <laughs> um, Sophie Trudeau ain't that bad looking. The, my, my, just... the fav my favorite reply to that tweet, though, was from Wade Stotts over at Canon Press because he was just like, he sent me a New York Times article headline saying like Cuba's the hot spot for like uh, gender transition surgeries. And I was like, that's even better. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Um, but, but you could tell like she wore the pants. Like there, there was this like very weird. Have you ever seen this video, Prude? I mean, I know it probably didn't escape the containment. Um, maybe it has after the trucker thing. There's this like very weird video where Trudeau and, and Sophie, they're doing this like theater kid bit. It's like this cabaret thing where they're singing and they're doing a bit and Trudeau's trying to like praise her where he's like, uh, that really like uh, that song really nourished us love. And it was really weird. It was like this, like this guy's got his, you know, was, was that, it, was that Sophie's way of saying that that song played in the bedroom, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, like she was singing and doing a, a bit and Trudeau was like trying to do this theater kid thing and Sophie just like dominated him, just like dominated, like just balls in the purse type of domination. And uh, Trudeau, like it really is like, I don't know, man, like I, I I could tell like there was rumors that they lived in a loveless marriage for a long time. Um, Just like the way that they act together, like Sophie really does wear the pants in that relationship. Um, Even more so, I, like, I mean, she's she's way less intelligent than Hillary Clinton, but uh. You got the whole like Hillary, Bill Clinton vibes going on. You know what I mean? So, yeah, uh, yeah. There's a little bit of that, but I I think that it just kind of shows that in relation is, is that pound sterling that symbol by the way in that yes super... that is pound sterling. holy crap okay we'll get to it I'll have to save my excitement but anyways, go ahead Prue. go ahead uh, yeah I mean like it's all it's 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 something that you kind of want to laugh at but i think it just indicates that whatever comes next is going to be faker and even more gayer than what we've got now oh, yeah. um but yeah i mean it's the same thing with like the anita bit like she's probably moved on to other things and but i mean her legacy is still indicative that that weird feminist aura is going to be there for a very long time yeah. and it's not going away anytime soon you know like uh i still play a shitload of mods for like halo ce right like a 20 plus year old video game that just has people there was a new still mod halo people still mod halo and i mean mod and, and mod support is out but like because it's on the steam workshop now i can just install mods without going to nexus mods or mod db to install things you know it's easier to play modded experiences of a 20 year old game that has a great combat loop and it's fantastic you know like that's the way it goes um, and so I don't have to worry about, you know, the, the zero dark horizons game or whatever, where they made the female protagonist even more ugly and things like that. Like, I don't need to bother about it. Like, I know that things are bad in the same way. I know Hollywood is bad and I don't expect an ounce of creativity to come from people that work at a triple A studios. And I mean, it's kind of funny because everyone who does like video game review stuff as of late. And that's my guilty non-political pleasure to listen to. And, uh, you know, more people from like Ross Scott to Patrician TV to a few other people have been reviewing this. And I've talked about it in a couple episodes ago was talking about, I think his name is like Justin Truman or something like that over um, 
games as a service model. And he was talking about how yeah. Bungie, the studio that used to make great first person shooters like Halo, uh, they're, they're permanently live service games now, you know, and yeah. th- like Bungie can never make a box product again. Um, and so th- like they've taken the corpse of the marathon trilogy, a great 1990s piece, Mac exclusive shooter trilogy, although you can play it on PC now. Uh, that's all, you know, they're, they, they've re- they had the resur- Mac exclusives. They had Mac exclusives back in the nineties. Yeah. Whoa. Um, weird. I mean, originally Halo was supposed to be a Macintosh exclusive, but like, yeah. So anyways, Justin Truman was just basically saying like, yeah, we're a live service <laughs> model now. And you have Justin to expect Truman. that you're, I know it's funny. You have to expect your games to be shit when they roll out, but you have to be fast. So it's rather, um, you know, bad. Yeah. Subscription is service games as service models. Awful. And so he's like, yeah, this is what Bungie does now. And I'm not surprised that this is the way things are going to go. And they had to resurrect Marathon to be a live service extraction shooter. Like, who wants to do that? Like, a game that has so much great lore and writing has now been brought up from the dead to be a shitty live service extraction shooter. Like, oh, it just makes me sick. And that's that's sort of the... I mean, that trend was separate from the Anita and Feminist stuff. But it's just... They all kind of coincide to where this industry is near its, its a bubble. I think it's going to pop soon. And if we're lucky, that means that the industry will reshuffle and do something new and interesting, just like it did after, um, you know, 2004 you know, and 2008. We'll see. But if not, you know, let it die and appreciate well, what you had. What is the subscription as service thing? So um, take... The Destiny games, for example, right? They're a live mm-hmm. service, multiple seasons. Or Rainbow Six Siege is actually probably like a really good example of this. They've done it right. Where that I game is Rainbow like... Rainbow Six Siege, yeah. Uh, that game is like, what, eight? Nearly ten years old now? Um, and it's incredibly... You know, it's still popular. It's still well-maintained. And I mean, whereas with Destiny, it's like you... You know, you have all these microtransactions. It's always online. There's not a really a single player component to it. It's a it's an online experience. The same thing with like Call of Duty and others. Now everything is a live service game. Um, it's eight years old. This oh, you year. pay it's, monthly rather than owning. Oh, I see. Well, there's that. There's also Game Pass with Xbox, where you you, you pay monthly, like Netflix subscription, to download and play games for free. And it's just uh. It's awful. I mean, Adobe Creative Suite, Microsoft Office 365, they're all, um, you know, service, um, you know, subscription you know, is service, the product is service. It's awful. I, th- I think like, it, like hard, like video games that are sort of like single box. Yes, that's a terrible idea. But I think like if these people in the game industry wanted to get creative, right? Say they have, okay, take No Man's Sky, Okay say you had a right version of this that was interesting, say you could replicate a pay-for-play model of something like Second Life, but something more directed, something that is a video game that has like a universal lore that's immersive, sort of like, I'm thinking like, like uh, you know, like uh, World of Warcraft, right? But something that like is a bit more immersive or a bit more like free range, like they're... they're the whole like subscription service thing could work if it was like a new thing that was like going to change how people look at video games or it would be like this own thing. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm just spitballing. I guess, I guess wow was kind of like that. Right. Um, like any MMO is 
already like that. But I mean, I, World I of know. Warcraft has left a bigger legacy, I think, on a lot of live service products than yeah, a lot of people want to any, admit. Like anything, yeah. Yeah. I mean, because like the legendaries, the colored loot and stuff like that, you know, it's it's definitely left its mark even to this day about all that. And I mean, like it's it, it's it's a permanent feature for now, although I am hopeful just in the past with other studios that people will just like quit and form other studios and do things mm. with incredible tech. I mean, that's that's what I'm looking forward to, because uh, if not, you know, whew, um, let it be, you know, I, I let, let it things have gone to pass and whatever comes next either will be really good or they will double down on this stuff. And, um, you know, maybe they'll all just evolve into crabs as tactical droid points out in the chat, you know, yeah, we'll like just Impact. Re re return to crab, you know, return to crab. Like you could have something like a com. I mean, this is probably going to be terrible, but like a combination of like social media and video games could be like a geo cities or what was that? What was that Japanese one before geo cities? I don't remember. Oh man. Um, like you could create something that is like in some ways a return to an older model of the internet, but would be like kind of half a video game, half a social media site, half of what second life kind of is. Although second life, like the interactivity is much more like talk based and like the little side quest games that you do is not like that important. But if you were to have something that's like, um, an open world that has its mythology to it the way that wow does, but would be more interactive and more social media driven. You could like basically create digital methamphetamine. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you could create something like a totally immersive, uh, digital ayahuasca experience. Hey, um, it's the title of my video. Yeah, there you go. Um, is Jew telling us Pokemon go, the po go to the polls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, Oh, you know, there's a deep 2016 <laughs> cut right there. Pokemon, go to the polls. Thank you, Hillary. Yeah, very cool. Very cool. No, but you could have something like that. I mean, there, there is there is a lot of possibilities, I still think. But yet, the problem is when you're dealing with, like, modern meme culture and, like, modern um, ways that people experience things as opposed to the, the early internet, it's not going to work because it'll always have like it'll always have this like layer of inauthenticity to it. And I think like the only thing this could happen, the only thing this could work is if like it's a niche thing and it keeps under a certain player base and only a few, I think that's how wow survived for so long. Is that like, I like, okay, I'll tell you a story. This is deep geo lore. But uh, when I was in high school back in the day, right. Uh, I remember I had the shop teacher, this uh, mechanic teacher and he was like this, uh, I think his name was Mr. Roscoe. And he like uh, was like a wow nerd. He was like one of these like old school, like alpha nerds. Like you could tell like he was a pioneer of like Usenet and the early internet. And he had his like own server that he would like rent out to people and everything. Um, and like he was just like this wow freak. And he had like three different characters he paid for. And like really like you can't get that authentic it would be a heroic feat to recapitulate that like totally authentic OG nerd culture because the nature of the nerd has changed, right? Like the nature of like, let's face it, like, you know, old school neurodivergent, largely white, you know, largely er, like suburban, uh, you know, they maybe have some experience with engineering or tech or something. Uh, you know, that type of thing is gone. 
Uh, anything like that is going to be filled with, um, you know, people um, <laughs> people that are not that profile. Um, or it could be redditified or whatever. Um, or you'll have some kind of like weird thing attached to it nowadays. I mean, that type of that type of world of the early nerd has passed us by. And, you know, people like you could blame Anita all you want to tie this in, but that older model was sort of on the way out and corporations do not want to invest in those type of, uh, those type of people anymore. They want like mass slop. They want visual something slop. Uh, They don't want like something to be meaningful and niche and appealing And uh, I think also this like drive towards anime or even video games that are anime, like, uh, you know, like what's that one anime where it's like, uh, they're like, um, it's like a video game, not Fumo. Is it Fumo or is it something else? Sword Art Online. Yeah, there's Sword Art Online, but like there's like the gun one, the gun foo one where they like go to this different world. No idea. Oh, what's it? I'm, I'm. Let's, let's, is let's it an, anime people go in go in this is your chance uh because i don't know and geo needs help oh what's it called tohu 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 that's what it's called tohu there you go that's the the yeah they have like music and uh it's like a gun shooter thing and uh it's like an expanded world uh tohu sorry donald trump gaming tohu um yeah so it's like i think that's what the appeal of it is but uh Anyways, uh, one last point is that I find it incredible that our political dynasty in Canada, like like father, like like stepfather, like son. Oh, it's pronounced Toho. Okay, not Tohu. Toho. Sorry, I'm very, I'm I'm a very sorry, Eric. Um, it's very funny how like our political dynasty in Canada, like they they can't keep down a woman to save their lives. Um, like look at so like look at Sophie Trudeau now. Look at Gloria Trudeau. I mean, look what she was doing with, uh, you know, rock stars and and allegedly uh, Fidel Castro. Um, there you go. Um, yeah, I mean, I, it is something that's definitely gone up here. And I think that that's a point that, I mean, that, like someone, I think it was New Gloff in the chat that said uh, Dave's nerd culture videos have aged really well. I mean, like really what's happened is, is that you've you've destroyed mechanisms of gatekeeping and you've made something far more accessible. To a point now, right, it's like the which way Western man kind of memes where like a lot of these games and a lot of these fandoms really diverged into two different cultures. Like you've got the trans core type people with like Fallout games and and whatnot. And then you've got uh, essential the, trans core. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, right. Where it's just the, all the basic video games of like the 2010s. And it's like, huh, gee, I wonder what kind of impact that might have had with you playing uh, video games as female characters. But anyways... Like, it just also illustrates that, like, on one side, you know, transcore, right? And then on the other side, like, no, the Legion and, and Mr. House are based because of XYZ reasons. And those are the ways that you want to go for it, right? Like, that's just, that's how it is. Um, and I, I think it wants you, and also, like, the same thing with, like, tabletop games as well, right? Like, they want people to go out and about and knock down gatekeeping because that's the way it is. Like, that's that's the worst part. Because, like, even in my tabletop gaming communities, where whether I was playing, like, Flames of War or some Star Wars tabletops, it was just, like, once some guy decided to to troon out, you're like, all right, the gaming group is dead because no one wants to deal with that right now. Um, and that, that's how things die real quickly. It's it's awful. 
Um, they, I, I just discovered they have uh, Chuhu albums uh, that are like Japanese power metal. They're like tech. They're like tech death. It's like that particular form of Japanese tech death. That's crazy, mm. man. I gotta yeah. get in more. I gotta get more. Like I gotta really. Uh, maybe I should have a. Uh, someone should make. No, would that be too far if I had an anime profile picture of my uh my my bodhisattva here? That'd be too much. Just a bit. Yeah, that would just be too a much. bit. Um, but yeah, I mean. <laughs> the, i'm Joking. reading the comments in the chat um uh, i mean like i don't think it well marvel certainly didn't help itself either um but i mean like that's near it's coasting towards a nice slow death and i'm okay with that i mean i don't think anyone cared after marvel gave its finale with end game like does anyone care apparently people disney's losing money like that, that's great yeah and matthew barry's got a good point the nerd is now the average person um and where, where maybe is the this? average uh, in the in the chat oh here Matt, from matthew barry yeah the nerd is now the average person like i i do like that kind of claim because everyone kind of gets nerdy about games or they can you know they'll find a video and they'll find something interesting um and i'm just as guilty of this i just don't talk about it on main like there was a, a youtube video that covered the entire ace combat retrospective series and it was, or he did a retrospective of the entire series. And like the, the video production was great. The guy genuinely loved the game and things like that. And you're just like, mm, mm, it's nice. But at the same time, right. <laughs> uh, it also invites any random stranger to come in and make that community or whatever, you know, just toxic or aggressive or whatever. And so you got to have the gates uh, up and ready to go. That's just the, that's just the case. Um, the real story is the number of autists taking the Trune Shine, says Eric. Yeah, it goes back to that famous tweet about how it was, you know, dispersing HRT and thigh high socks to nerds was like, you know, dispersing crack. To well, black it was my good friend ADLI. Yeah. yeah, no, it's a fantastic. Ever, the, yeah. It's an ever, it's a fantastic, uh, it's a fantastic tweet. I mean, it's just true. It's I, I can't believe he's still on Twitter with his account because like that gets shared on Reddit that periodically goes viral on Twitter. It's made it everywhere. It's my favorite. It's one of my favorite tweets of all time alongside Howling Mutants tweet about how a black woman like landed on the moon or whatever. Um, yeah. Do you want to get, uh, you, you, yeah, you want to get, wrong. do you want to, do you want to get fired or like, do you want to just admit that a black person landed on the moon? You know, yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. Those a are some black of the, woman those are the best the ones. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, I know, I know that it's a super chat, but I kind of want to like. There is a good point to it. Like, there is the whole Robert Conquest three laws of politics. Every man is conservative about what he knows best. Every man is a nerd about what he knows best. That's very true. Like, yeah, um, I get nerdy about like IR literature and things like that. Like, I still get excited when certain um, authors put out a new academic article. You know, like that stuff is exciting, but um true nerd true in true oh no oh no 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 um, but yeah so but yeah the long legacy of anita is um is still there her her problematic glasses will still linger over the community as more and more uh people troon out and decide to be programmers for certain video games as bungie puts on their pronouns for all their uh producers and stuff it's certainly uh, a shame, isn't it? But uh, speaking of which, I have to find a new like barber shop um, because oh, like yeah? one of the I do because like, I got a haircut yesterday, which was much needed, and all of a sudden, um, 
you know, I usually, there's I, the lady I usually go to, she's great and whatnot. And then like they were packed and all of a sudden one of their uh, people that they have working there, one of their hairstylist barbers, just, you know, this six foot two, very pudgy uh, man in a dress walks in and he's like getting his station set up. And I'm like, all right, I'm out. This I gotta is go. it. This, this is, is it. it. I'm out. I'm done. I got to go find a new barber. Love you, <laughs> lady. But I'm, I'm done. <laughs> Look at that Truna non. <laughs> <My cock's laughs> you know, they they went viral the other week. I know um the the one guy, what's his name? Bel- Belden. I think he called me fat once on Twitter. Um, he was the one that volunteered for Mahekan Wholesome Communist Kur- Kurdistan guerrilla fighters and he was like coordinating bombing runs with the cia i like it's i don't know man it's funny and then also the same day the news came out that like chapo trap house had this thing where they weren't going to talk about syria did you see this prude no i didn't so the irony left is basically a a a left-wing version of a gladio op more or less um, like a yeah, gladio. Thank you, record Beebus. Instead of gladio fascism, gladio communism. Oh, <laughs> uh, but that's a good transition. You want to talk about MAGA communism? Oh, the whole man. South Africa thing. I can't get that song out of my head. Do not, uh, do not, I, do not. Yeah, I can't. I know, I know, I know. Uh, gladio transgenderism. <laughs> yeah, but um, I, yeah, oh, like it's that. Awful. It's it's terrible, man. Like. I, I wanted to talk about it because um well I, I sent you these Hanania tweets and he was like trolling people, but like uh I yeah, have you been blocked. Ahead. It's great. Um I never have <laughs> yeah. to hear anything about Hanania ever again because he just enjoys the ever loving shit out of trolling people. He well, he's listen, honest, I don't mean he's after- so good at baiting. I have yeah. to give Richard credit where Rich we're not that Richard, but Hanania. I have to give Hanania credit. Well kind of where- both of them they're good at baiting. Both of them are good at baiting, but one of them does it for sardonic pleasure. The other one does it because he knows that he can piss people off. Yeah. Um, I won't say which Richard, though. Um, But Hanani is really good at bait, and it's fantastic. Um, And I liked his... I did enjoy his tweet about the Trump indictment stuff, which we can get into later. Yeah, we got to get into. Hanani is good at that. But yeah, no. Um, So I talked with uh, our our good friend, Conscious Caracol, Ernst von Zeil, over a year ago about the Julius Malema trial about the phrase kill the boar and whether or not it was supposed to be hate speech or not. Um, and obviously uh, to see this kind of make the news again and to see all this, uh, you know, come into the also, cause it has to come from a disgusting communist. Like that's the worst part is some fascist that has to go. Um, actually this doesn't, you know, no, it, it this really is a protest song. They don't mean actual boars. They don't mean yeah. actual Afrikaners. They just mean like farmers. And they're like, well, that's kind of, see, that's what future Moldovan says. Like, well, that's kind of screwed up. Why do you hate farm? Well, uh, you know, but most of the farmers are actually Afrikaners. So it's like, you know, it's like a distinction without a difference. It's really funny. Um, like it, it, it was, it, I mean, it's all kind of fucked up to say the least, but like, it goes back to the evergreen point that, you know, um, mystery Grove tweeted out that actually comes back from Jonathan Bowden that communism is a bunch of disgusting, dysgenic freaks that hate normalcy and would do nothing more than to kill productive, healthy members of society. And that's what they are. Um, And I think that it's really good that, I I find it funny that 
um, Elon Musk hasn't brought this issue further into the public purview, but he did his famous little exclamation mark tweets, which is a good use of his power because he's yeah. the most you know followed man on Twitter, I think. And they let him go out of their way to just like say, oh, this is actually really important, you know, uh, which is a good thing for people to focus on. And I think so. Yeah, it's and, a um, neat tweet about being an Austrian painter. That's yeah, that's yeah, right. And and bro, so have a normal one, bro. Mask yeah. off, bro. Mask like, off, bro. I can't believe no. you said that dog whistle. And um, so like, and and so like, all these leftists are like, no, actually, I d- I do want to like redact all Afrikaners. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's really what they want. And so, needless to say, um, this. Uh, well, the manga communist version. Yeah, go ahead, Prue, go ahead. I was just going to say, all, all that this really is is that some third-worldist version of Vouch, who is shorter than Vouch, has, you know, gone on out of his way to defend the point and say that this is actually about, like, you know, capitalist, colonialist exploitation. And I'm sorry, every time that that's the case... Um, I just look at the Haitian Revolution and every other socialist. Well, look revolution. at the history of South Africa. Look, look at, at the history, history of South, South Africa. Africa. In the 80s. Yeah, yeah. A man betrayed Ian Smith, but all, all that we got here is just Paradisia. a bunch of yeah. yeah. All we have right now is a bunch of overly online communist larpers who have never experienced violence, threat of harm, or deprivation of food security or livelihood in their entire lives. Uh, going off about something like every westernized communist in the world yeah talking about these things like they're, they're no just big more deal. socially conservative than the average communist in the west uh, no no they're it. they're just they're just like chapo they're just like every sort yeah. of dirtbag leftist oh man this lefty said gay in a derogatory manner you know like, <laughs> yeah. yeah it's basically oh, that oh, they're different than democrats i don't know what to deal with here <laughs> I don't know what I'm dealing like, with. Oh here. man, they don't like troons. It must mean that they're a different kind of lip tart. No, they're they're awful. They're awful. Um, and they're just disgusting people, and they really do not need to be given a platform. And I mean, yeah, I get it. There's going to be a debate between Haas and Patrick Casey this Friday. Um, oh my god, means, really? Yeah, he's gonna be debating him this Friday on this issue. Where? Um, I believe on his channel, uh, on on YouTube. I we'll see how it goes. Well, like I'm crossed because of the Russia thing, but well, I'll let. We'll I don't. Get into cons- that. I, I. I mean, I'll just. I, I know that there's a. And I, I know that there's, a, of course, like America. There's a big ethnic issue inside of Russia and the Oblast and things like that. I just don't consider him Russian. I just consider him like a, a, a short, terminally online Americanized manlet who thinks communism's the way to go. And wait, doesn't... no, Haas isn't Russian. He's Turkish, isn't he? Well, he supports Russia. He's got the Russian. Oh, no, I know, flag. I know. Yeah, but. First of all, I think to clear the air, like the Kremlin has nothing to do with this Molina guy. Like, you know what I mean? But also, oh, the I whole do- Malema talking about Malema. Like, Putin is Africa. Or, I Putin mean, is Africa. Yeah. Like, go ahead, Prude. I, 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 I just think, I just think it really does illustrate. Oh, I mean, there is, there is a push for um, the online. Uh, I mean, there is a there is a push. <laughs> That's right, internet friend. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure if I know the reference. Um, uh, have you guys ever watched Caleb Malpin? I mean, I've read his book, Bread Tube Serves Imperialism, which was an interesting <laughs> read from a socialist. But him to basically just Caleb call, Malpin. yeah, yeah. No, have you have you read the book? I've it's actually a really it. entertaining read. I highly yeah. recommend it. Um, I don't know why they take him like. There's like Antifa accounts that like follow this guy around. Like, why do they care about him? 
Like he's like, I don't know, Caleb Oppen's kind of like didn't he already got canceled for being like se yeah. like for sexual harassment or assault or whatever. But he wrote a book called uh Bread Tube Serves Imperialism, and that book is actually really entertaining. <laughs> oh, I think he was a sex pest. Name one socialist that wasn't a sex pest. <laughs> I'm sorry. You want to hear about like all you the people heads you want to talk about sex pests, go to a fucking like at, at you know um democratic socialist meeting. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Wasn't uh, even Rosa Luxemburg like didn't she have some sexy baka things going on too? Every socialist has been filled with absolute sexual depravity on all ends. Um <laughs> you remember that one meeting that logo was in? Who that's the, that was the Caleb Malkin meeting where he's just yeah. got his arm up on the side. Um, that 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 was a that was a Malkin um his his uh little think tank that he's got going on. But the oh book is God. interesting where he calls people like Bausch arslers uh, and basically says these guys just like get their talking points from other people. They obviously have handlers. Um, and it's just like. <laughs> You know what's um, funny is that they spanking tried to isn't my problem; it's America's problem. Malpin after being <laughs> there, there were like these. <laughs> there was like these uh. Antifa accounts that went after Maupin, and uh, they their big own was the fact that Logo used to be a frog, and that Logo is somehow tied to Maupin, even though Logo denounced the frogs because these people they have terrible info. Um, they have terrible. Yeah, they really do. Um, <laughs> Gio, do you want to still spam bomb bread tubers with Loser Luxembourg? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know, let's do the Rosa equivalent to follow your leader posting, but like with Rosa Luxemburg in the in the ditch, you know, um, that would be funny. But uh, no, but it's funny. Like, uh, go ahead, Pre. You had a point about uh, I don't. I I just think Caleb Moppet is a serious figure. I don't know why. I I have nothing against him, but of course I like disagree with him. It's just like I, I know, like they try to pin him as like flirting with people like Dugan. I think he actually had a meeting with Dugan. Um, like, I, I don't I know. I, Caleb. know I mean, Caleb yeah. has actually interviewed Praise of Folly a few times, or he's been on oh Praise my of Folly's God, channel. Really? Yeah, yeah, you can look it up. Um, so, I mean, like, he doesn't have a problem talking to right-wingers or non-lefties. Because, uh, like, his, I, I've read his book. I thought it Which was interesting. I bought his book before I knew who he was. That tells you, like, my, uh, my yeah. own lack of lore, right? You know? Um, it's just kind of funny in that respect, but, uh, I, I don't know. I, I kind of hold that old sticks, hex and hammer idea where maybe you really shouldn't, um, platform these people and debate these people. Yeah. Um, that I, it's a take that I'm very sympathetic to. Cause like, well, why would I want to give a disgusting commie a platform? Like, no, thank you. Um, stay in your little Twitch, uh, ghetto of vapid pay piggies whose IQ is as room temperature as these reactors claim to be. So, I mean, like, I have no desire to, uh, I can't to wait till Hazed calls, uh, Patrick a little cuck or something like that. I can't wait till that, like, cause Patrick's so calm, perennially calm that, like, I, I guarantee you, um, oh, did Moppin speak to Culture Thug? Well, there you go. Like, that, that'll get him. Yeah, that'll that probably him. got him into trouble with the left. Um, no, but I can't wait for for Patrick just to sit there like as calm as can be and, and for Haas just to like go off and like just, I don't know. Like it's, um, is Hana, I mean, yeah, Haas, I mean, he's not that dishonest. Like he's not like, yeah, I mean, I don't agree with the dude, but I think like he's just fundamentally, like his assumptions in that thread that people were replying to, I think are fundamentally flawed where his point is that 
the West wants to provoke an intervention in Africa so they could kick out the Chinese and the Russians and they could do some type of glottal. France France will do that before we do. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but his thing was that they're going to do like a Gladio op where they're going to get like Western white nationalists to, I don't know, go to Africa. <laughs> like, like what? Like they're going to like Rhodesia post. R- is R- that really, what they're do? really, really. You're going to Rhodesia post me to help support the Nigerians. Yeah. Really? Like it's really, but, but like it's a whole other region of Africa. <laughs> yeah. Just, you know, South of the Sahel. No, yeah. No, no, <laughs> no, but like it's, 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 that it's that bo- might that might work for Jason Hinkle. That will not, not work for me. Yeah, Jackson Hinkle. Yeah. Um no, but it's wrong in its face because if you look at the history of it, I mean, who's hated more who's hated the Afrikaners more than the US government? Really, honestly. Like if we're gonna be honest about the history of anti-colonialist movements from the seventies all the way up until the nineteen nineties, when when that you know, that one particular regime in South Africa and in in Zimbabwe ended. I mean, really, uh, this argument that, like, they're going to use the Afrikaners by, by like, getting a fake op of this Malam... What's his name? Malina? Malama? Malama. Yeah, they're, like, they're fomenting this, like, international hatred against the Boers because they want, like, Western right-wingers to go there. Like, I don't understand what... That thread was confusing to me. Maybe, I mean, maybe Haas has a point. I'm being charitable here, but it's just, it didn't make. And the whole Russian thing too. The re, the thing I wanted to say is that um, I, I, I am also critical of the sort of like the Russian equivalent of the boomer truth regime that, you know, um, a lot of people in the high command in the Kremlin, like Shoigu and Putin, they believe in of this like weirdo mix of like, you know, the West, they're like Austrian painters, but they're also like, you know, the, the global disco of uh of, of E. Michael Jones is saying, right? The glo- <laughs> right. Um, but I think like I of course, you know, I mean, if I agree that if Russia wanted to like, you know, actually do something, they probably would do like supporting dissidents in the West. But I understand that they have a lot of allies in Africa, but it's like, yeah, you know, I mean the reality is, is like there's a lot of people on the political right that are critical of Russia and it's like who who's conducting the migrant crisis in Europe is it Russia or is it western backed is it is it the, these governments of Europe that are largely controlled nowadays by America um that's a serious question right but at the same time i think like the russians doing this like third world this multicultural thing where they're signing on with us uh, didn't they sign on with Bolivia or that other guy in Venezuela? Like I mean, they're doing the, this, the BRICS. Yeah, but, yeah. but, al- but also like, does, I, I feel like there's like, also I don't a trust of- China and Russia either. I mean, sorry, I don't trust China in Africa either. I think that's a terrible mistake. I think China controlling all of Africa is probably a bad idea, but I, I had to chuckle yeah. my, I, I have to chuckle when like someone like Haas will say, Oh, by the way, like this is like you know Africa's rising, and like you know we're like we're gonna bring these people up, and it's just like we're gonna really bring them up this... so they could go under the thumb of the chi- of the CCP. Yeah, no, that's basically <laughs> what it is. It's just like we, we support Chinese neocolonialism. We want the yellow man to have his own version of the scramble for Africa. And I'm like, just be honest, just be honest, man. You, you want to talk about racism? Um, you know the racism China has towards Africa. <laughs> like, are you kidding? Well, that that I think this is partially why they're kind of like 
optimized to do it. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah. You know, the great, yeah, the great room temp uh, is rising. But no, I think that there's also the issue of uh, in the during the during the time of the Soviet Union, this, this sort of third worldist um, calling out America for its racism and its own internal issues in the yeah, West. Yeah, communism was always. Yeah, the, communism. This has always, always been. Yeah, like yeah. we're we're just kind of getting the Cold War's greatest hits right now. No, um, but because there was a time in the 2010s where people were doing the Nazball thing. Communism was always kind of like against uh, Europeans. You know what I mean? Like communism was always sort of like third worldist, and they would always. And, and the thing is, the, the whole thing about, you know, America and anti-colonialism, in the public face, the Russians would always do this thing about, like, America's evil and racist. But behind the scenes, I mean, there was moments where, like, the American government and the Soviets and the Chinese, they would basically tag team to decolonize and destabilize these, uh, you know, colonies in, in Africa and the Middle East and, the, and, you know, in South America and they were dicking over the old world powers. I mean, look what happened with uh, the Iran-Iraq war. I mean, the communists and the the American government basically tag-teamed to go against Ayatollah Khomeini's uh, revolutionary government. And of course, you know, initially the communists supported Ayatollah Khomeini. But then, of course, you know, well, look what he did to the Communist Party in uh, in Iran. So, you know, it's that there's a very lurid history there. Um, because there still were subversive elements within the U.S. government from the FDR administration onwards. You know, we talked about um, Oppenheimer uh, last week, and it's like, you know, they sort of downplayed it, but, uh, like, you know, there were obviously, like, very sus elements of the U.S. government that were against McCarthy and were against um, the paleocons and the anti-communists and the Birchers. I mean, I mean, Prude, you probably know more about this history. Um, well, yeah, and I mean, like, yeah. we didn't talk about the with it with the movie too much, but I mean, like, there was we saw throughout after the 1940s and the after sort of McCarthyism, you know, the anti-communist pushes of the 19 late 40s and the early 50s fail. You really yeah. do see a widespread change between, um, sort of the waspy political and academic elite towards this more. Uh, Jewish and Catholic sort of coalition that changes things in our perspective there. And so I think the Cold War is also like thoroughly brought about within these sort of anti- um, well, colonial well, the control of the unionist movements. Well, that too, right? Like there's yeah. also the- um, The Catholic Democrats. Uh, yeah. yeah, you have that too. Um, and that's a big part of like JFK's rise to power as well. I'm sorry, but, like, guys. I'm very sorry. As a Catholic, a great old Catholic, I'm very sorry. Yeah, well, I, and I, I do feel bad because there are a lot of um, pernicious elements inside, like Catholic, the Catholic politics. Church. But, yeah. The, yeah, right. Like, just go follow Pope Head's account; you'll see him. But like, it's really depressing in that respect because it's just like I do know. Well, a lot look of at the immigration faithful. thing nowadays. Well, yeah, that too. I I could yeah. go on for hours about that, but like, liberation theology's god awful, and that's yep. been a big part of the problem. Yep. But yeah, I always do feel bad for like really good faithful Catholics, both cradle and convert, that are just like I'm just trying to like worship God and Christ, and it's just like JFK. How did he do? <laughs> well, you know, it was a mind blowing election. I'll say that much. But um, you know, it... <laughs> mind blowing election. Oh, yeah, that's, that's yeah. man. That's look. Crazy. Jackie knows what her own ass is worth, but don't like. I think that's really all we can say with that respect. Well, but, you know, being a Catholic, you're always going to be in shaky foundation in America because of it being a Protestant nation. Yeah. And, and I do as a Catholic, you know, I mean, 
you know, my my father's family's been in Canada for a hundred years, but my you know, being a son of an Ellis Islander, I'm consciously aware of the fact that North America is sort of a Protestant land, right? Well, I mean, apart from Quebec, but you know, I mean, Quebec is like nowadays. I mean, to say that Quebec is Catholic still is like ridiculous. But um, no, I I do think that Catholicism in America. Now, I will say that there was a rival and there still kind of is nowadays, especially with younger Catholic converts. There is a, you know, well, I mean, there's problems with them, but there's a rival conservative strain. Uh, like a lot of Birchers were Catholics. Um, you know, I mean, you Father know, McLaughlin. was a famous Catholic. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, you know, he's one of my favorite Fulton paleocons Sheehan. of all time. Yeah. Fulton Sheehan was a hardcore anti-communist. Um, but there were, Catholics in America, and I'm sorry to cut you off, Kurt, but I just have to get this off my chest. Yeah, no, you're uh, good. There were a lot of Catholic leadership, even bishops, I hate to say this, in America, that if they weren't outright sympathetic to communism or leftist politics via liberation theology, then they might as well have been. And a lot of them, to Pope John Paul II's credit, a lot of them were cleared out, right? But the Catholic Church has always been, as the Catholic Church has been in this internal struggle, the external struggle, especially in American in American political backdrop, is always there as well. And also you have to contend with the fact that Catholicism is already, already on a shaky foundation in America, because America is a Protestant nation, okay? Like, I know as a Catholic myself, it's just reality, and I respect that, you know? I mean, listen, there's a lot of... Uh, there's a lot of elements of Protestantism I don't understand or agree with, right, theologically. But, you know, I, I respect those people. Same here in Canada. Like, the Anglican Church in Anglophone Canada is the church. You know, all for a long time anyways, but you know what I mean, right, as British loyalists. But so the, the internal war that happened within the Catholic Church in the 20th century was externalized into the American political landscape. And I, 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 I don't want to black pill, but the subversive elements in the Catholic Church, even up until nowadays, have won, or are winning, are winning, unfortunately. And I know, like, you can, a lot of Catholics who are more traditionalist or who are conservative or who are outright right-wingers, right? Like, even people like Church Militant or whoever, um, I think, like, they, they have a series of copes. Not that I like not to I'm not calling out church militant. I'm just saying that a lot of rad trads and all that and a lot of SSPX people like they, you know, I mean, you got to realize the real gravity of the problem in the Catholic Church. Now, does our good mutual and friend Pope had go a little too far? Does the authors that he cites go a little too far? Yeah, of course. Rhetorically, yes. But there are deep, deep, deep problems within the Catholic Church especially the Catholic church in Canada and America, um, more so in America. Um, the Catholic church in America, I mean, has so many different problems that it's unreal, but sorry, Prue, this is just a little Catholic rant. So you take the floor, my friend. Oh, I mean, it's always, it's always time to have a good little, little rant and things like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, just, uh, it's been a wild ride in respects to, just the news and stuff like that you know like what a weird time to be yeah 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 um but let let me about the russia thing let me read to you uh 
what comment I wanted to that that I think is my opinion exactly. Now this is from our good friend Sun Optimist. Go and follow Sun Optimist. Let me put his at in the chat. Um, at um, Chris Christus uh, Vict Victor. That is that is how you find Sun Optimist in the chat. Yeah, he's a um, great guy. One of my favorite mutuals. Now, now this is a deleted tweet from uh, uh, from Mythic, who used to go by Among the Ruins. Really great account, but you know he he had this thing about. Now he doesn't support Russia, blah, blah, blah. But this is, I think, the perfect middle-of-the-road take that I, I believe in, in the most charitable of sense. So he said, um, and you know, I'm Canadian, so let's say, uh, you know, of course Canada is different. You know that Canada is run by an ethno-narcissist lobby. You, you know that, Prude? You mean Ukrainians? Yeah, well, I didn't want to say it, but yeah, you know. Um, well, you know, Christia Freeland, right? Like, she's a hardcore, uh, you know... The, uh, you know, but anyways, anyways. So Sun Optimus says American patriots are in a strange tension with the Russian stuff. It would be treasonous to stand with another country over your own. But any American supportive of the current occupying regime is equally traitorous to America, the beautiful America's values. I can admire Russia's uh, revocation of the same occupational class without thinking they have my interests at heart or in mind as an American. I also do not support what they are saying in terms of third worldism. I will also stand with my country, even if its politicians are beholden to foreign ideologies, uh, ideologues, and much of its people are NPCs or imported weaponized voting blocks. I will support Russia's effort, however, against my enemies, even if it doesn't make them a friend to me or my country. I don't expect any other nation to have my best interests in mind, and certainly not the present American regime. Um, and I would add that, you know, although we are, I said that, you know, this is the most sensible take, but we are sort of at a crossroads because ideologically yeah you know if you're a right winger in america then yes i mean russia does not have your interests in mind that's obvious um but at the same time when it comes to this occupying regime of washington and the state department if they can take an l in europe i mean i don't see what's bad about that um as i've always maintained but I don't have any illusions. I'm not a Duganist. I don't have this like fantasy about based Russia. But I do think that we live in very strange and interesting times. But I've talked for far too much. So Prude, you take the floor, my friend. What do you think of all that stuff? And the Catholic uh, thing, I guess, before that. Well, I mean, yeah. record deepness has a lot of my thoughts here. Just not interventionism is non is not treasonous. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like this has been the big debate between sort of like the American historiography has always been the case with whether or not America was determined for its imperialism or was meant to be something else. Um, and so there's a really big debate about that. I've kind of firmly been in the camp of that, you know, the old Anglo-American tradition has always been exit. Nick Land talks about that in the Dark Enlightenment. But I mean, even mm -hmm. earlier, when you take a look at the expansion past the Appalachian Mountains, like the, the desire was to always move further and further and out of there. Um, <laughs> Mr. Patrulli, I'll laugh at that in a second. That's pretty funny. Um, but so, yeah, like, but at the same time, the frontier closed. Uh, and this is sort of Frederick Jackson Turner's thesis about the historical significance of the American frontier. And... After that form of Americanization, the frontier of America and going west, it kind of closed and became more formal as a country. You had to look elsewhere. And so that sort of idea of filibustering or invading came about. And that's where you had empire come in. And ironically, it was funny because it was some of the earliest progressives of American of America's turn of the century 
Samuel Clemens, Mark Twain, and a few others um, that were very adamantly against it is towards an old tradition. They were more progressive on the issues of the worker and labor. Yeah. And now that's definitely changed. Um, mm. And now it's sort of this old right position, uh, which has definitely gone away. You can read uh, X America or Rise of Empire by Garrett Garrett if you want a good idea of what that looks like. And, you know, it's all gone. And it is uh, yeah, Samuel Clemens and Mark Twain. You know, it's like Dr. Bugman and Mr. Chad. You know, it's sort of like that. Yeah. Um, they are, in a lot of ways, they kind of are two different men. But that's a story for another time. I, I think, has Art of Darkness done a uh, podcast? Have they done a Mark Twain episode yet? They really yes, need to. Yes, they have. Oh, they have. Okay, good. Go yes. look them up. They're fantastic. I well, really do like their work. Even Tom but, 7 7 um, said, like, in the South in America, there was a tradition of more um liberal economic policies meeting social conservatism that is not like you know is not like associated with you know mid-century germans but were inborn to america i'm thinking like huey long you know like thomas goes into this i think with pete quinones like the tradition of america that people like a, a huge number of people really want from your average manga boomer con to like the frogs, to even certain people on the political left, the sort of like marriage of social conservatism and economic populism and liberalism that Trump at least in part represented. You don't have to like go to some like far out cartoonishly evil version of like whatever ideological excess you think of uh, in, you know, without saying it for YouTube reasons. But in America, there was the inklings of that, you know, there, there is like a sort of more of an economically populist social conservatism that was present already. And, and this whole like notion, this like liberal psyop that America was always like, you know, hard, either hardcore cutthroat libertarian capitalism, or it was like social progressivism. Like that's a false dichotomy. Um, and I think the, the value of Trumpism was sort of like thinking of politics away from these dichotomies that are very meaningful. But unfortunately, as time went on, I mean, well, because of Trump's handlers and because of, you know, the swamp creatures that were a part of his, part of his regime, uh, you know, it didn't manifest into, uh, I mean, who knows what's going to happen next year, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, that's kind of a good transition point. Who knows what's going to happen next year? Because uh, this is the, what, the third plus indictment on Trump? I actually, oh, yeah. I've lost the number of counts because there's some well, state ones and then some federal ones. But I mean, they really. Well, before want... we get to that, though, yeah, go ahead. I wanted to uh, like um, this idea that Nick Land said about like America being a form of exit all the time. Like, what do you think that is? Do you think it's just because the foundation of America is sort of like a political exit from the old world? Um, Will Russian will Russian army counterattack and liberate Gonzalo there? Well, I hope so. I pray. I pray for Gonzalo. Um, I mean, he he apparently he's been captured by the the F the FSB again. So or the SBU. Said, SBU, yeah. And he FSB says that is Russian. Oh, sorry, SBU. Sorry. Oh my god, that's that's a big Freudian slip. Um, I wish he was captured by the FSB. Um, but no, he 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 said in his videos that. Um, if he goes to prison again, it's basically a death sentence. So, uh, I, I pray for the best, um, and world, you know, leaders of his respected countries are basically silent, especially America for obvious reasons. Uh, and yeah, so 
But anyways, um, you were saying like about exit. I think is it because America was always founded on this notion of exit inherently, like it's something in the blood of America. Um, yeah. I it's always I, I don't know. I think it is. I think there's a a blood. I, I, maybe epigenetic isn't the right word, but there's something that comes with the old a, a spiritual character. Yeah, there's a spiritual character to it. And I I do think it does come with its various forms of Protestantism uh, inside of America as well. I mean the the Rhode Island colony as we know it was founded by people that left. Um, you know, leaving the, the, the country, you know, it's, it's name is Providence. I I'm, I'm going again off of sort of what Jonathan Bowden wrote or talked about in his HP Lovecraft talk, but like, you know, it's the, the, the first English settlement is from Roger Williams, you know, and he was, if I recall correctly, he was sort of famously kicked out from where he was originally. Mm-hmm. And it, it's first name is Providence. There's a, a this sort of Christian Calvinist attitude of where we are, but also when we don't agree on things, we leave. And we expect ourselves to separate. I mean, even prior to the War of 1861, the the Hartford Convention during the War of 1812, there were a lot of New Englanders that were like, well, let's just get the hell out of here. Let's just have this convention and maybe we secede from the United States as it is. Oh, and yeah, so, that's right. Yeah, yeah a lot of and it's funny how that kind of conveniently doesn't get talked about by people. And, but anyway, basically left <laughs> and the loyal and the loyalists the tories they went to canada so you know you my, you scra- my you uncle scratch canadian you find a monarchist somewhere yeah yeah my, um, my uncle my uncle mark uh shout out to my uncle mark he's a very old stock canadian his family actually came here originally after the war of 1812 so <laughs> yeah so yeah. i mean you know you have williams and hutchinson william coddington john clark philip sherman these like religious dissenters who had left from other parts of the Massachusetts Bay Colony, and they move up north, right? To or they they move towards Rhode Island, right? Like there's there's that stuff there, the Episcopalianism, the all, all these things that are a part of it. I just think that there's a a, a failure or a, a certain part of the world of America's religion where we just decide to leave or to separate. Yeah. I mean that was also made very very clear with respects to you know moving further westward with moving and. Um, separating between the north and the south in a lot of respects so yeah i mean like there are things like that that definitely exist um in that respect right i think that that's a fundamental character even you know even me right like i just don't want to oh bye you know um i, I just don't want to deal with you i'm just gonna like leave you alone and go my separate way that's sort of something i, I see a lot when it comes to uh american culture even today although it's a little more diluted because i think people are itching to fight or to be more tribalistic, especially as America gets more diverse. But yeah, I mean, it's a it's a core fundamentalist aspect of, of exit. Why does white flight exist? Because we want to get away from crap. Um, you know, why do we like being in... Su- like, why is it that conservatives like suburbs are more spirit of the world around us, or to be more separated and more decentralized? And then all of a sudden, we've got to... Uh, see liberals be more ordinated in the cities and all bunched up. I think it just exhibits the character of America nowadays. Um, And and that's just something that I think is kind of something that you have to deal with in in that respect. And I think that land is right about calling it out. And he doesn't even, he doesn't even claim it himself. He cites another book about Anglo America being built on exit. And I mean, you see that even to this day, right. With some of the more radicalized forms of religion, like Mormonism Mm -hmm. is an excellent example Oh, yeah. um, not just because there's the the word exit group, but I mean, like, 
you come up with a new religion and you want to do your own thing, screw it. We'll take our guns and our wagons and we'll get the hell out of here. Um, and that, that's definitely a big case and there. Too. And the, yeah, going into the frontier, being confronted by the Comanche and the Lakota. and Well, not Lakota. So yeah, I really do think... Yeah, whatever, these, um, the, the indigenous tribes, yeah. Yes, I, I just think that's a big part of it um, in, in that respect there too, right? Like, you just want to like get out of there and do your own thing. There is that sort of individual, let God, if God wills it or it's ordained for me, I'm going to do it type deal there. And, and I, I think it does um, that, that, that case. America's built on the Irish. Well, maybe during the war of 61 when we imported a whole fucking bunch of them in here, but um, that's an uh, uncharitable take. That's, that's a, an uncharitable, an uncharitable take. A historical take, but I'm going to leave it be. <laughs> I'm going to watch left the know. old world to begin with. So true. Speaking um, of uh, speaking of uh, Italian Italian BF Irish GF, did you see the Rudy Giuliani quotes? Oh my gosh, Rudy Giuliani, so God's horniest oh Italian. My. That's saying a lot because he's got a Andrew Cuomo it. could have learned from yeah. Rudy Giuliani, except yeah, maybe Giuliani don't get the... recorded in a one party consent state. <laughs> <laughs> Giuliani took the Berlusconi pill. Um. It's like it's funny because Patrick Casey, he said, "Please, guys, be be nice." He's just Italian. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm not a pervert. I'm just Italian. Yeah, we are like that, man. Like, it's even when we're being romantic, we're at least a little bit perverted. Um, no, I. Needless to say, my GF got a kick out of that when I sent it to her. <laughs> being Irish yourself. Um, but no, it's funny though, uh, Giuliani, like, yeah, it's like, don't worry. He's just Italian. This is just how we are. It's, uh, I know it's being Italian. Uh, if, if we word it the right way, we could sort of, uh, you know, uh, get, get past a lot of, uh, you know, I don't know, like the Anglo Anglo men can't do it. Italian men can do it. I don't know. I just, it's God, it's the way God intended it. Okay. That, uh, we can be a bit, you know, we can be a bit more perv than uh, the average, you know? get listen when you're italian they let you do it okay when you're italian they let you until do it. you get sued until <laughs> you get sued like andrew cuomo yeah exactly and rudy giuliani uh is he getting sued over this this is all this was all recorded stuff that was brought before a court of law the oh only reason God. why we know this, this exists is because he's being charged this is hilarious like that's why i said if you're gonna again if you're going to act like an italian do it in a two-party consent state yeah yeah, at least do it a purple state. Then you know, at least, uh, well, New Jersey's no longer a purple state, but you know, um, no, but all the Democrats there are, um, yeah, are well. Hold on, are the Democrats the ones in New Jersey that are the Italians and the Republicans? No, no, well, no, the Christie's, Irish? no, Christie's Italian. Chris, Christie's Italian. No, Christie's. So, wait, who's Italian? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Who's what the, is Chris Christie? New Jersey Italian. governor. Um, Phil Murphy. So yeah, I mean, like the history. Of... Oh my God, Chris Christie is Irish, Scottish, Sicilian descent. <laughs> oh, he's a he's a total hybrid. Total hybrid. That's like total Alice Islander right there. <laughs> oh, oh my man. God, a S- Sicilian and Irish. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. Oh man. Oh man. No wonder yeah. he's like that. <laughs> so but like if you go through like the history of like elections inside there you've got all of these uh just little ethnic fights between yeah italians and irishmen which i always find entertaining in that respect 
Because like you get to see, <laughs> you get to one. see the divide. <laughs> Scott Cern, Ellis Anders, do you take that back? Well, they're not Ellis Anders, but you know, they're not like the Irish, but are are they Ellis Islanders? Uh probably not. Maybe some second or third generation waves, but yeah. There were some I mean, a lot of Scots were at our founding. Yeah, that's true. That's true. There, so yeah, I mean the the Irish and the Italian part. Yes, Donald Trump gaming. It's it's yes, it's the most common mix in the American uh, northern cities. Irish, uh, Irish, Italian. It's always an Italian man and Irish woman for some reason. I don't know why. It's so the way true. God intended it. Yeah, yeah it's so the way true. God intended it. <laughs> that's uh, funny though, man. But there, there's your solemn providence right there. You know. Um, yeah, the real I, providence is. <laughs> it's funny though because it, it's Rudy Giuliani from like the 2020 Stop the Steal stuff, and he's getting basically me tooed for talking about tits in a really aggressive way. If you read some of the transcripts, and then you've got Vince McMahon that was recently had his place stormed by the FBI, yep. big yep. Trump supporter. His wife was on something with the Trump administration, and now you've got the third federal indictment with Trump. So. And I think he's supposed to be getting arraigned later today, or it's supposed to be happening right now. So, uh, yeah, um, it has been a week of happenings for... It's funny how everyone says not happening, gang, but then stuff actually happens. Stuff happens, yeah. So, yeah, I, I mean... Yeah, Vince McMahon, that's that's crazy. Um, I don't know well, what's going to happen. I don't know what he was... Well, I'm just going to look it up, because I can. Um, Vince McMahon. The, the rumor was that for SummerSlam, they were going to pay The Rock a million dollars to whatever to come back and fight this uh, guy they got in developmental that they're pushing. But is the rock is, isn't he kind of like a lib or he says Libby type of things. The, the I don't rock, know. like Dwayne, the rock Johnson's a lip. Yeah. Like, what are we? <laughs> is he a libtard? Oh, come on. He just plays the politics aren't my thing, but he has to bow down to all the leftist shibboleths. Yeah, um, you're right. Yeah. So, I so don't apparently know bring him back. But again, this is funny because McMahon is also on a sexual allegation thing. Um, he paid to keep a woman quiet in 2018, a $7.5 million payment to a former wrestler whom McMahon said coerced her into giving him oral uh, before he demoted her and renewed her contract in 2005 after yeah, she refused another account. Oh, good Lord, this is old stuff. Well, I mean, if it's true, not cool, obviously. I disavow yeah, paying yeah. and coercing people for sex. But, like, but, but Vince McMahon, after all the things that he's done, after all the wrestlers he sent into an early grave, with his uh, this policies. is what gets him. Yeah, this is what gets it. Like after all he's done to destroy the wrestling industry, it just feels very image. politically convenient. That's all. Yeah, it's incredibly very politically, politically convenient. convenient. You know what's funny though is that he sort of like can't let it go. Like he was gonna give H uh, role of the company, and and you know okay, whatever you could say about Triple H, like because of his reign of terror in the early in the mid two thousands when he was like the champion all the time. When he was booking NXT, he actually was pretty good. He was a pretty good booker. Um, but like Vince just came in there and destroyed it. And like, I don't know, like he can't let go. And and I I, I seriously question if Vince still has the capacity. But allegedly, I mean, I haven't I don't watch WWE anymore, but like apparently they're doing really well. They're doing this really well with the whole um they got uh what's his name? Rey Mysterio's kid to be like the super heel. And they got the one of the who's the 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 one of the 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 brother the you know oh god what's his name 
Um, You're going to know more than I do, buddy. This is your the, t- the is TikTok, your the Viner, the Viner. What's his name? The celebrity. He's the arrested. Viner. Jake Paul. Jake Paul. Jake. No, is it Jake it, Paul or Logan Paul? That's the. I think Logan sure. Paul is the wrestler. Um, one of them's the one. Well, yeah. one is a wrestler. One isn't one of them like a boxer, boxer that's actually yeah, been Jake doing Paul. really well. Jake Paul. Yeah, he's actually pretty good. Yeah. Um, he's supposed to be having a fight soon. Logan Paul. Logan Paul is a really good wrestler. Apparently, like he's a bit rusty. Like he's got a get used to, to doing the bump and grind, but he's pretty good apparently. So yeah, they're pushing Rey Mysterio's kid. I really like Dominic. Yeah. I really do like that. These YouTube internet personalities that have been like, you know, millions of people who know who they are and yeah. they've like transitioned into being like professional fighters. Yeah. I, I want that trend to continue, you know, like <laughs> it's Rand Paul. Imagine Rand Paul as a wrestler. Rand Paul, the five eight senator from Kentucky, just starts taking some like HGH and just bulks the fuck up. He becomes up the like, best luchador because they're all short. You know? And he just walks right up and he punches the senator from California right in his luchador face. Like it'd be he fantastic. gives him Hurricane Rana. <laughs> <laughs> God, a man could dream. Like you know, we used yeah. to cane people in in the Senate and the House of Representatives and threaten people. There are multiple duels. fist fights in the Senate. Yeah. Why can't we go back to that? Like we're all it's all too geriatric, too effeminate. Have you seen the average politician in America? Have you seen the physique? Yes, I know. I mean, speaking. Okay, so speaking of average politician in America, did you see that weird? Hi guys, we're just gonna go all over the news today. Sorry, chat, but like it's been a there's been a lot of weird shit going on. Yeah. Uh, did you see that thread sort of breaking down Senator Mitch McConnell's like blank stare out? What? Because, okay, so I I'm gonna find this. Yeah, find okay. this. Put this in the chat. Okay, I'll, I'll try and find the thread. But it was bizarre because he like broke down the video, like kind of like frame by frame. Like the woman that touches him on the hand apparently had something on like her fingers to touch him and cause him to like spat like blank out for like the length of time that he did and now they're all talking about health and things oh yes and i did just, hear this yes I yeah and like so you yeah. can see things being passed around and then he touches his skin and i mean like look at his other like look at other pictures of his hand where it's all like bloody and bruised and fucked up and i'm just thinking to myself yeah i wouldn't be surprised if like these people are being corralled and stuff like that i mean like senator diane feinstein 90 years old in a wheelchair. I, I never was, laughed. Yeah. I never laughed. I remember when Harvey Milk was still in office. What a great guy. You know, like that sort of stuff. Although that sounds way too much like Jimmy Stewart. But, um. Oh, hey, <laughs> didn't Harvey Milk get canceled for going with a uh, questionable age uh, young man? Like every other, anyways. Um, never mind. Me, you're <laughs> the woke or more correct in the mainstream. Why, yes, they do go after underage. Huh? I wonder why they say they're coming after your children. But, but listen, neither, he's a hero of American politics now. He's I know a there's a U.S. There's a ship in the United States Navy named after his ass. It's a terrifying yeah, ship. Yeah, yeah, the ship. Oh god, USS Harvey Milk. What a it's nightmare. a fit. Well, it's fitting for the Navy. I guess it is fitting know. in the Navy, but um, very fitting. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> oh god, what a, he was what a in nightmare. California, right? Harvey Milk was California. Yeah, so was Diane. So was Diane Feinstein. Yeah, well, but Feinstein what, uh, was like the queen of California. Yeah, she was for the longest time. There's like five families that run california nine families nine families but like there are there is a hereditary oligarchy that runs uh california newsom is just one of the families and so one of the things that's really interesting is is that um diane feinstein's 90 you know i've never been you know and you know they they just tell her like shut up and vote yes on this and apparently her daughter has the power of attorney over a sitting u.s senator what a terrifying how is that legal in america Uh, 
fuck if I know, man. I don't live in a I don't live in a legitimate government. I live in a weird occupied um, you know, nation state. You know what ran they by, do in like, Canada? Bright blue haired bureaucracies. Yeah, you know what, what? they do in, they they just shuffle them off to the Senate and they have no power. Our Senate oh. has no power. It's oh. all a bunch of old geriatrics. I thought I thought they just killed them, you know, now that you got made <laughs> They do that too. Um, no, the Senate is Diane like Feinstein, a, come here. We're gonna go to a trip to Canada, you know. Like you're gonna go to see uh Dr. Go Dr. Uh, Rajasha. You, um, you're gonna see Rajasha Kavorkian. he's gonna take good care of you. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> Look at this. The USSR remote's full of young scenes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, but um oh. no in Canada they just shuffle them off to the Senate. The Senate is like almost zero power. The Senate's basically just a review board, more or Canada less. Canada doesn't have the death penalty, but Canada does let you want to off yourself. Yeah, I mean, we don't you know, you know what's funny is that recently they actually um lowered the the uh the criminal not the criminal status, the um the the level of security for Paul Bernardo. They're gonna put him in a medium security prison. Can you, can you believe that? I mean, hey, I mean, you know what? You know what I think? Here's a controversial take for all you Leafs. You know what I think? Just let Paul Bernardo go. You know why? Let Paul Bernardo go because Carla Homoka is is totally scot free, right? She has a family and she lives in rural Quebec, and it's like you know what? So just let Paul Bernardo go. It's like really just it's such a mockery. Sorry, I get, I get, I get hot under the collar proved because you know the whole ken and barbie stuff happened uh paul bernardo and carla mocha happened very very close to where i live and uh it really just steams me under the collar that she uh did her little bit for four years in jail and this you know attorney withheld the uh snuff video uh with her sister and uh now she gets to go scot-free i mean she's been living free for like 20 years now so oh, uh, so you know what so, so they want to lower Paul Bernardo's prison status to put him in a medium, uh, not a medium, minimum security, well, you know, a less security prison. So just let him go. I mean, you know what? Just let him go. Because, hey, you let Carla, you let Carla Homoka go. So, uh, you know, Prude, that's the way it is in Canada. You know, in Canada, uh, okay, Prude, let me run the scenario by you. Say right now, uh what's your what's your carry piece is it a six hour you said uh i i carry well it depends um where i go but i mean like my main concealed carry weapon is a as a taurus 380 that's a good choice um i mean it's, it's just a small like yeah get the yeah. hell out of there and get out of there kind of gun i should change that but yeah no no say someone breaks into your into your house at night oh what a what a great day for me exactly right now in canada if I, I were to, to do the same, my right to self-defense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. um, in Canada, if I were to redact someone who's robbing my house, now I would go to jail in Ontario. If if I create a quote-unquote greater level of harm than what is necessary, right? This is this country we live in in Canada, right? Oh, by the way, I can't buy I can't buy handguns anymore because of Trudeau. So. That's the way, it, you know, uh, that's, that's the way it is in Canada. So yeah, that's, uh, sorry, I'm sorry to black pill. Sorry to just spew these black pills, but you know what? I say let Paul Bernardo go because the justice system is such a mockery when, it, especially when it came to that case of, of the, you know, with, with, um, 
you know, it, it's just, it's incredible. The fact that Carla Mocha could be totally free and have three children. And she, she, by the way, when she left prison, they let her live in the Dominican Republic for like 12 years. So yeah, Carla Mocha is just normie now. And uh, that's Good the way Lord. it is, dude. Yeah. Yeah. She, you know, and by the way, that video. So when are we, when are we getting you out of Canada? No, well, maybe one day, who knows? But that video conclusively proved the lie that the per, that the, the defendant uh, the defense party said that that she was just a poor abused woman that was going along with Paul Bernardo that video proved that she was an active participant in the horrendous things that I can't describe on YouTube uh with her sister Tammy um and Paul, like what she and Paul Bernardo Bernardo did to her kid sister um stuff I can't mention on YouTube uh, so that case was a total travesty. And so you know what? If you're gonna do, if you're gonna do, downgrade Paul Bernardo's security status, then what's the point? Just let him go. Let him do the day thing. Who cares? Because it's a total mockery, anyways. So you know that's mm. yeah. Man, that was a two. That was a huge megaton black pill. But uh, you know that 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 black pill was floating all the way down the uh, the Welland Canal. Uh, but anyway. <laughs> Anyways, what are we talking about, Prude? Uh, well, we Trump's been about. indicted. Oh yes, the Trump indictment. Yes. Um, did you arranged. have any thoughts about has before we move on? The the the. So, what do you think is going to happen, in South Africa? Can this this guy is he got a chance of winning in South Africa? The, the EFF? like the Malema. EFF and the um, African National Congress and the A and like they're it's all a coalition. Like, oh you know, God. I'm not really surprised. Um, did we get? Do we have images of the arraignment yet? Sorry, this is what I'm looking for. Um, oh, we haven't gotten the arraignment yet. What a shame. I was hoping for a good picture. Um, but it's supposed to happen soon, apparently. He's expected to plead not guilty and yeah. all that jazz. As, as for the Oz thing, like if, you if you're if you a Boer or a white guy in South Africa... Just move to Irania. Just move, move to Irania. Yeah, move to Irania. And I mean, other South Africans are calling for this. Like, you're better off in a place of concentration where you have power... Move to then, Cape Town or Irania. That's yeah. Yeah, and, and you, I mean, no, you're way it, better. Is yeah, like yeah. Like, go ahead. You, yeah. Power numbers is all I can recommend. Yeah, you know, and I know it's a bitch to get firearms over there and licensing. It's a disaster, but you've got to do what you can to defend yourself. And in Irania, they have private security companies that are also kind of like. I, I can easily predict that when things get worse. I mean, to say that things are going to get worse in South Africa is inevitability. Um, I predict that there is going to be like a restoration of paramilitary groups, probably as protection agencies in places like Cape Town and Anania. Um, I hope for the best. I mean, even like not even just for the Afrikaners, I mean, people in South Africa in general, even, you know, black or white or British or whoever. I mean, things are going to get really bad. Things are already really bad. And I think that the fomenting of racial hatred is, uh, not good to say the least. And I think that, I mean, these people, they have, the government has a problem keeping the lights on. I mean, let's, let's be real here. Um, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. gotten to a point where like, Oh, by the way, <laughs> uh, you know, you've gotten uh, rolling blackouts as a suggestion for like climate issues here in America and in California. So it's just like, yeah. we're, we're on that South African model. It's fantastic. You know? Um, and, and the Russians are having to give them energy subsidies in South Africa now. So energy yeah. exports on the cheap so uh it's yeah. bad man it's bad um and what's also bad let's move on to the next bad news what is this is this in georgia this arraignment uh um, trump 
No, it's in DC. Oh, okay. I thought there was a Georgia connection. Here. There is a Georgia case. Well, there's supposed to be a Georgia case. Um, I don't know if that's a federal one or that might be a state thing. But anyways, um, part of, okay, so this is from just, I'm reading from CNN. Former President Donald Trump has arrived at the U.S. District Court in Washington, D.C. to make his initial appearance in federal court after being indicted by special counsel Jack Smith's investigation um, with respect to 2020 in January 6th. Um, the four counts, one of the laws that he's being charged with is the exact same stuff that uh, Doug Mackey was charged with. So um, an 1866 law um, to stop, you know, judicial in or intimidation to stop people from voting. That's why you have a, a charge about him being against rights, conspiracy against rights. Um, anyways, the judge is being, the hearing for today's arraignment hearing is by Judge uh, Mohila Apahayaya, um, uh, an Indian uh, judge. Um, there's not a single judge that's overseeing any of his cases that's of American or European descent. Um, all, yeah. all, all foreigners uh, or foreign origin born that have a, a bone to pick with him. Um, so he's expected to plead not guilty. Um, the four counts are conspiracy to defraud the United States, conspiracy to obstruct an official proceeding, obstruction of an attempt to obstruct an official proceeding, and conspiracy against rights. The pros, um, and this will also be to approve bail conditions that will allow him to be released from federal custody up until trial. Um, so we'll see what happens later today. I wonder if they're going to keep his ass in jail. Um, with no bail conditions, I guess we'll see because he is running for office. We'll, we'll find out. But man, this is what this is what you're dealing with. This is my country. This is my country. We're elections, man. What 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 are they good for? 2020 was probably the last election. It, it so was. they're charging him the same that Ricky Vaughn got. So I'm assuming yeah. that they they think that what he interfered with the erection, um, because of like, you know what I mean? Like why? Because he like doubted it. Yeah, like, I don't even understand. Yeah, because he doubted it because he That's was against. It. Yeah, I, well, I mean, I'd have to the whole. Let me go read the whole arraignment documents. Um, because I was confused in this issue, so maybe Jack, like, Jack yeah, Smith, you explain. Yeah. Um, let me see if I can find it real quick. Uh oh, he says that Jan he claims that January sixth was fueled by lies. I'm just trying to find like the. Jack Smith uh, documents. Oh, I can just read them. But, um, yep, federal criminal indictment. See if I can find the docs. But yeah, it's a 45-page indictment that charges Trump with conspiring to defraud by preventing the U.S. Congress by from certifying Democrat Joe Biden's victory and to deprive voters of their right to a fair election. <laughs> oh, my oh, God. Wow. Uh, then... Um, he claims that Trump made fraud claims he knew to be untrue, pressured state and federal officials, including Vice President Mike Pence, to alter the results, uh, and finally incited a violent assault, um, despite there being so many feds. Um, yeah, despite the growing array of legal troubles, uh, he's still the front runner for the election. Um, but yeah, this is also, you know, so one this of the is basically just like you can't question the election, but only this election, though. Yeah, you only this election. Although YouTube allows me to um, question yeah. this election now. Uh, also, they're going after the state electors. And there's also been, in Michigan, the 12 boomers that have been arrested. Literal baby boomers, their ages are, are known. Um, for being alternate state electors that were willing to go forward and say, hey, there was some phony shit that went on. And we know that there was. Every like post 
electoral report knows that there were anomalies. Everyone knew this come election night. Um, but this is the way that I live. I live in a banana republic. There, uh, there was this tweet that Nightmare Vision, uh, you know, he was dunking on this, uh, this uh, la- like um, irony leftist. You know that you know that tweet from Ted, like you you mentioned it, right? Like, uh, 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 an iron leftist that says gay jokes. I've never, uh, uh, a Democrat that says gay jokes. I don't know what to think of this. Um, this this like absolute like soy faced, uh, like balding Norwood. What's his name? I forget. I don't even want to say his name, but he's some journalist, like uh, tweeting out the transcripts of uh, you know, generals like Milley calling all of the Trump supporters, Austrian painters, and that they're going to honor the constitution and all of these leftoids. And I even saw that, that piece of, you know, what Mecha Benald even uh, saying like, this is based, Millie is based. And they're all like doing this like appropriation of right-wing memes where they're like, Oh, the generals and all the glow in the darks that basically, you know, uh, went after Trump, like that's based. And that's, Oh my God. Like these people are doing this like weird psychodrama of power uh, you know, you know the the tweet I was referring I'm referring to, right, Prude? Um, yeah. Like it's basically the transcript of how these generals and these politicians are like these people are Austrian painter fans, and they're and they're you know we're gonna we're gonna uh, we're gonna defend the constitution. And so there was a point where basically Milley, Pelosi, and Mike Pence ran the government. Well, really, really after J6, I mean, like, he didn't have any control of the government. I mean, the real question is, is like, I don't think he had control over the government any time after the election took place. But but these leftists, don't they realize, like, of course they don't. It's not really hypocrisy. That's what they want. Like, they don't realize the the absolute, like, the the sort of hair-raising state of America. when the Because, of course, they're winning. They don't care. They don't care that you're never going to have a legitimate, you know government or 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 voting or whatever like they don't really care about that um it's it's incredible they think they think that trump is this unique aberration the state of exception that must be met with it's sort of like you know when george bush i mean i don't know on this podcast we always go back to bush um because we're millennials uh it goes Gee, I wonder why. No. I wonder why. We always go back to the Bush era. But nobody talks about the Bush era. That's why. Um, you know, remember when Bush said in, or- in order to secure freedom, we have to suspend freedom? Or no, no, in order in order to save democracy, we have to suspend democracy. <laughs> like if ever there's been a Schmidtian utterance that have ever come from an American president, it's that one. I mean, besides Trump saying stand back and stand by, but you know, um, that was pretty that was pretty revealing. In order to save the American constitution. We have to suspend the American constitution. And really, you know what? And, and you know what? I mean, the constitution. I don't um, think he actually said that. It may have been a critique against him. No, I think Bush actually said that in order to Hold save on. democracy, we have to suspend democracy or freedom. I think. Let, let's look, look for it. Yeah. Bush. Um, yeah. I, I do not recall uh, Bush saying that. He I said something like that. Yeah. I mean, I also famously remember the uh, you know, we have to we have to pass we have to pass the bill to see what's in it with respects to the affordable. Oh yeah, Obama. Yeah. 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 No, notice how nobody talks about the do you notice that like the Obama administration's kind of been like memory hold? It kind of yeah. I mean, yeah. it really has been. It's something that I just kind of find very funny that for because everyone knew I think it has a lot a large respect that everyone knew it was. <laughs> 
was bullshit. Yeah, I agree. Key I mean, does anyone yeah. does anyone really care, right? That we had our weird racial kumbaya moment where white guilt dropped faster than the stock market because Barack Obama got elected, and yeah. then all of a sudden everything got worse. Yeah, of course, you know, you want a memory hole. And we really shouldn't. We really should do maybe this elect, like an, uh, a retrospective of the Obama years because... We should, yeah. I mean, that was a really bad presidency. Yeah. A really bad presidency. And I mean, like, really, his second term is the proto... Uh, really, the, sort of the genesis for all this sort of stuff that we see. I mean, like, mm -hmm. if I had a son, you know, it'd be, um, you know, that Tra sort of stuff. Saint Skittles. Be Trayvon. Saint skills it'd be you know plus the ferguson stuff with michael yep. brown and you know, this is why it's so oh, the jenna six remember that one? Oh yeah that too um yeah, people forget so got, that al sharpton yeah um and so you got all this all, all these like domestic disasters um yeah you know those people that cling to their guns and their religion we don't need them uh like all these things oh the clock just, uh, oh my god the clock ahmed's clock thank you Eric. Ahmed's Ahmed. clock yeah yeah oh man um the getting beer summit fucking, uh, getting fucking sotomayor into the supreme court oh, fundamentally God, strong latina woman yeah strong latina woman oh my god but but by the Our way first transgender on... first lady oh yeah god bless. <laughs> so many chefs and white house personnel have died to keep Barry... this open secret safe barry sataro joan um... joan rivers warned us joan, yeah she exactly us. yeah that's a linebacker back uh, back plate if I've ever seen one on a woman uh, legend. Um, but before we go on, let's, let's Mike got our... a torn ACL, couldn't play pro <laughs> football. Decided law school would be a better option. Those AI images of Michelle Obama pregnant, they, the like, yeah, I couldn't even get it done. You know, no, because the they're all like modern it. day Michelle Obama, not young Michelle Obama. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Plus all the pictures? plus the birtherism stuff. Good God, you know. Yeah. What a yeah, weird see, time. Trump, nobody remembers that about Trump. Oh, the it wasn't even him that started it. Yeah, it was Rush Limbaugh, right? I think it was Rush but also Hillary Clinton played a large role initially. Oh, yeah, that's right. Even Alex, well, Alex Jones, I remember, had this, like, photo editor guy do, like, saying, like, the government photoshopped the image of Obama's birth certificate. I don't know if it's true or not. You and know, the person who helped release it suddenly died in a plane crash right afterwards, huh? Mm, raises interesting. some interesting questions uh interesting uh michael lau big mike robinson yeah oh my god big mike robinson um but before let's save a reactionary credentials here i'm not saying that like a boomer hypocrisy charge about like boomer con these people are hypocrites they're suspending democracy because let's face it i mean this is all just smoking mirrors anyways this is if anything this whole little blurb by Millie and the rest of them. It's just revealing what people that are smart enough to know what's going on pretty much can pretty much can sense about the way politics works in the Washington machine. And so in a way, like you got to realize like the left, they're not hypocrites. Okay. They don't believe like there's no such thing as hypocrisy it is really just a, a form of power knowledge that they've employed. Trump is unique aberration. And therefore, we must, quote unquote, suspend our principles, principles that we don't even have to begin with because they're a lie um, to, 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 to like go after this like uniquely evil fascistic aberration within American politics. Right. So it's like this is how it works. And so all these leftoids in this, if you look up this, um, 
I believe the guy's name Mike Mike Price. I believe that's the the journalist or whoever he is. If you go to this tweet that's going viral, all these like leftists praising it and saying Millie is based, and you have these like leftoids with that like like chibi cartoon with a bisexual lighting type of avatar saying like, oh my god, isn't it amazing that Nancy Pelosi and and Mike Pence um, and, and uh, um, General Milley that they secured the Constitution from Trump? Like th- this is just an as if anything, it is a purposeful weaponization of a particular strain of American mythology in terms of constitutionalism, in terms of post-civil rights regime America, in terms of how Trump basically is a manifestation of a, let's call it, a more spiritualized, like subsonic, unconscious form of Americana that Trump represents aesthetically. That he is being negated by another aestheticized deeply unconscious form of Americana in a way. Um, mm. So I, I think that, you know, I mean, and I think like the, you know, Caldwell talks about this, but I think this also plays out aesthetically that these like generals with their medals and, and they're, they're saving the Republic from an evil fascist. Like that's very much like, this is like, you know what, you know what libtards, you know what they watch? Like, like, especially like, uh, you know, older boomer libs, they watch daytime television or they watch those like, you know, spy dramas where it's like a CIA agent has to go against an evil racist president. Even like the blacklist had this, the blacklist had an episode of, of, of a big Spence's MPI conference in Washington where they had like, you know, people with the flip hair that they're like, they're, they're, they're like white nationalists. And, and you know, like, and yeah, it's like yeah. that with that television show, the FBI or whatever, yeah, where it's got a clearly yeah. middle Eastern Arabic, you know, FBI agent. And I think some white woman and a diverse cast, of the FBI office. And they, they had their own stand in for Richard Spencer and the MPI. And, he's just <laughs> wrong. and I'm looking at it and I'm laughing. I can't help but laugh. Cause it's just like, this is what gets programmed in because it's not you or me right the online people it's for gen xers and non media or non tuned in people on non media literate yeah you know the non overly online types you know yeah and it's just like what does that tell my trump voting parents that watch this sh- shit oh that the views of you know their of one of their adult children uh, you know, is, is extremist according to this, like, you know, yeah. media presentation of the FBI when everything that that show is indicating to me is, is that uh, white people are systematically targeted by an ethnically diverse federal bureau of investigation. Gee, what a surprise. Yeah, that's, that's like a, that's kind of like a Devin stack type of inversion of media, like to analyze media from that lens. But that's the case. That's the case. Like, that's the same thing with like all those law and order shows. If you'd really think that, uh, like Law and Order is a great example. All the Law and Order shows. Gee, yeah. you really think that white people are the most dangerous fucking criminals and rapists in New York City when they're not? Um, and it's just like, but it, no. According to the Law and Order cast, and according to all these like progressive writers, did, did like, you see that? The that only clip? acceptable target is people that look like me. Did you see that clip of that medical drama where the guy was doing like an incel drive by? And he's like, oh I don't my want god, that feminoid yeah. in the I don't want the fe- I don't want a feminoid doctor. It was so 
And it's oh, like, the, it's like the, yeah. the only one who was strong enough to like kick the gun away from him when he crashed the car and call the cops was like a, a black teenage girl. Yeah, black and, teenage and, girl. And like the, the, the woman, the woman, uh, there's a woman police but officer. But people eat that shit up. They eat that yeah, shit up. Yeah. That's my problem is, is that they just, they eat the shit up and that, that predisposes people's, I, I, I'm not saying anything new here. I'm just frustrated yeah, and course. I'm trying not to fed post. I don't want a feminoid doctor. That like, it's I gotta give him credit. The show writers, or I mean, whoever wrote the show. Yeah, was, someone was, someone tried to do some research there. I yeah. guess. You know, whatever scab tried. writer they got because of the writers' strike. Um, yeah, whatever know, non-unionized leftoid that was looking for a cheap buck. They probably didn't even pay. Yeah, probably not. Probably he did it for free. He did yeah. it for free because, like, it, it's the same thing with like Richard Spencer's. <laughs> Uh, tweet about the case for crucifying Trump. And I had said in and I said in the chat the other day, I said, you know, uh he wouldn't even pay he wouldn't even pay the 30 pieces of silver to crucify Christ. He'd do it for the sardonic pleasure of crucifying yeah, him. Yeah. And then and then a, a a certain mutual friend of ours was like, no, he'd pay 30 pieces just to just for the pleasure of it. And I'm like, yeah, it's probably true. That's probably true. Um, um do, do you think Trump knows who Richard Spencer is? Maybe maybe peripherally maybe it doesn't matter there are people inside trump's camp who know who richard spencer is and it's just yeah, like true woe to the man who thought he could have his own story and then try and claw his way back into the polite waspy rich upper old money that he's ha he had only the um, old money are libs now yeah and so he has to become a lib and i mean that's sort yeah. of the, lo the long-running case with i think a lot of these sort of like old alt-right 1.0 characters because i mean like um you know, you read Archaeofuturism, for instance, and like you can only get that from two places, a leftist book publisher and Arctos. Yeah. Um, and even now he calls himself a leftist. Uh, it's just sort of an interesting, yeah, weird. It, it's sort of a weird arc where like certain characters that have been around for a long time, like the the long running circles, they either just become. Like, yeah. Yeah. They just become leftoids uh, they, or they call themselves leftists. Um, you know, what's so. funny is that Grimes had that tweet. Where she's like, I want to make a critique of Bronze Age mindset from a woman. The Benny Jesseret mindset. I kind of want her to. I want her. I, I want, want her, her to write, write it. I want her to write it because apparently she's also going to be in Los Angeles um, this month to debate. She's debating with uh, Luis Perry and someone else. Annika Child. This, uh, yeah, Annika. Oh boy, what an interesting <laughs> debate! What an interesting debate duo. The, the um, quote tweets were so credible. Like I wouldn't pay to see. Like I would pay not to see this. Someone said. <laughs> I only noticed it because I follow Peachy Keenan, and she was yeah, like, "Yeah, I'm going to go." And I was just like, "You know who's host? You know who's the moderator? Who's the moderator?" Barry Weiss. Oh God, I'm not Just joking. It's Barry end Weiss. End me now. Yeah. End. God, send send the missiles. Do it now. I can't, yeah, yeah. It's how is the only Anna person though? I want to see debate this stuff is Helen Andrews. Yeah, because Helen yeah. Andrews has that Teutonic vicious, man. needle. Uh, what what was her maiden name? Something like Needlemeyer autism that just comes with debating these things and did um, you ever see that c-span clip back yes. in like the two yeah yeah yes. with her ex with her ex just she wanted me to dominate bathroom. her <laughs> like dude, what the fuck she was like systematically destroying his masculinity yeah oh just it, live on c-span for all to watch it is arguably the most awkward clip of c-span i've seen in my life besides the call-in show where like the two hosts are like ah oh, fuck it's mom 
uh, calling on the line, chastising. Oh, yeah. yeah that but, like, it, it is the most awkward clip of C-SPAN that has gotten probably more views than most of those kind of weird book talk and panel shows. Yep. But, yeah, it's uh, a oh, wild ride. And she, yeah, she probably does a, she probably has female autism. Yeah. Does she? Yeah. I don't know. But, I mean, like, I've seen her debate immigration, and, I mean, she's... She I love is, Aspie girls. She she is the best way that you can be optically pushing things further right wing. Because, I mean, she's way more based in person than you probably will see on her tweets. And I do yeah. appreciate that. Um, and the same she way... She mutuals with me, though. I don't know why. Oh, uh, I'm still mutuals with her, but, mm. you know. Uh, say la vie. It's just a, it's a weird world that we live in. And you've got the whole Trump thing now. Um but I think like one, okay, we're, we're, we're joking a little bit. We're all over the place, but yeah, we're all over the place. But one thing I do want to make it like absolutely clear, like absolutely like this is a, of life or death sort of thing is that I think because of the meme culture and because of the way the news cycle is structured, I don't, when I sit back and I contemplate these Trump indictments over similar things that they pegged Ricky Vaughn with. I don't think people realize how bad this is, how absolutely insane and how absolutely beyond the pale and actually how terrifying this is that the American government, the most powerful government in the world still, I mean, well, well, we'll see what happens. Um, The most powerful democracy while well, quote unquote in the world the, the the experiment the enlightenment experiment of a nation that the government system will never work the way that it was laid out to work ever again unless something dramatic happens in america i think that you know and i'm not an american but it doesn't matter because canada is like right up there with us right with them right um the, the, the what's happening now to Trump, whatever you feel about Trump, that he was a failure or he panders to certain elements that he shouldn't or whatever. This is terrifying. This is absolutely, I, I fear for the future of America. And you know why I fear? Because Canada will be right down the drain with America when whatever happens, happens. So um, the reason I'm speaking as an American, like almost like I'm an American citizen is because you know what? Um, there is no, there is no future where Canada will not be involved with America or well, rather America won't be involved with Canada. And, um, but besides that, I think that this is just, this is terrifying. I, I, I mean, I hope that Trump beats this, obviously. Um, I, I, I think that in some ways, the worst case scenario would be that if they let him run, he becomes the nominee, but because he will become the nominee. He probably won't become president, but if they do this after, if they try to screw him over after, um, uh, I, I think that would be worse, actually, if they just nail him now and they just don't let him run for the midterms. Uh, sorry, the primaries. Uh, what what do they call it? Midterms? I mean, there's the primary election for the Republican primaries. nomination. Then there's the general. Yes, primaries. Sorry. Yeah, primaries. Um, yeah. Only time will tell. Um, I, we haven't heard, I mean, he's got to plead not guilty and such, and then obviously we'll see if he gets let out on any kind of 
bail condition or something like that. But, but I mean, but you know the serious of this, Prude. Like, th th this is incredible. This is the arrest of a former president of the United States, which has never happened in this nation's history. We've never jailed a former president. Nope. I mean, even when Nixon left and all of the, again, that's another form of a coup against him. I, I, I Nixon yes. did nothing wrong. Yes. Um, even then, right? Uh, that he was pardoned afterwards and said, let's mm -hmm. just get it over with. We're, we're, we're done. Like, oh, did Ford pardon him? Ford did pardon him. Oh, well, um, that was, yeah. I mean, Ford wasn't great, but that was, yeah, that was pretty good of him. Um, but yeah, Ford, Ford pardoned him and just said, let's get, let's, let's move on. We got shit to do. We have a country to run. Let's move on. Um, whereas this is a clear, like they've said it days after the election, Google, every democratic institution, you know, ADL, SPLC, all of them said this man can never be in the White House again. Because what was 2016 other than, and this is where the woke are more correct than the mainstream, that black CNN commentator, Van Jones or whatever, mm. he just said it was a white lash. Yeah, it was. Holy it was shit. a white that Van Jones would say that. But he was right. But he was right. It was a yes. white lash. What it's did he true. run on? Reindustrialize the country, close the borders, deport millions. That's what he ran on. Yeah. Um, And... Sorry, that message still resonates to a lot of people to a point where even fucking Glenn Beck's The Blaze is like, well, not only is like immigration restriction important, but you also have to talk about the millions of people you have to deport that are already in here. Yeah. That rhetoric is unimaginable. And like, so yeah, like as the like as at the least country, the criminals is that such a bad take? Deporting criminals is that is that bad? Like. I, I, it should be more on. than just criminals. But oh yeah, no, of I course mean, it should be more than just criminals. But still, like. But yeah, yeah like. Uh, why yeah. why isn't Bukele someone that I wouldn't want to be uh, emulating, you know? Like, oh man, you're telling me that maybe like it's only 5,000 criminals that cause all the problems in Los Angeles if we were to like militarize and round them up and put them in, in prison? Or Ooh. do other things, yeah. it's You, you know, know like, I don't know. El Salvador's got a, a good answer for that, but like they're terrified of that. And rightfully so, because they have screwed over, demoralized, and systematically discriminated against them for over 60 years. And that's the case of how it is. Is and it so, true yeah. that there's 5,000 alpha, what they call alpha criminals in California doing most I'm of I'm sure the that crime? there is. I, I don't know the what that's from, but I'm going to, sounds like bullshit, but I believe it, you know, like, I don't know what the actual stat is, but like, um, it is serious, right? Like we've never gotten to this point before. Uh, and they're not just going after Trump. I think Trump does is kind of right when he says, you know, I'm just in the way. Yes. Because they, they, they went after those baby boomers. Yeah. Um, you know, they... They have arrested, they arrest street preachers, you know. Oh, they've gone after Trump's lawyer? No, I mean street preachers. I don't know who oh, Trump's yeah. lawyer is. I'm sure they will go after Trump's lawyer. They'll no, go no, after they did. Uh, Conan actually did a space with the guy. He was a top lawyer that worked under Clarence Thomas. They went after him, too, in California. They're oh, yeah, because he was, away. yeah, they, they do want to disbar him. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So you've got that, too. Um, And so, yeah, like, once Trump's gone, they're going to go after the regular folk. Um, and yeah. that's just the world that you and I are, are going to be living in now where the politicization and the absolute rejection of anything white conservative, you know, remotely yeah. immigration restrictionist, anti-diversity, uh, you'll be arrested next. And so it's coming whether you um, know it or not. But yeah, yeah, this is the world that I live in. And it is very serious. And it is very, it's not something to laugh at or be skeptical of. But um, that's this the is world. what it is. This is how it is now. And that's the world that I'm, I live in. And I understand why there are some that are like, yeah, maybe being an expat wouldn't be so bad. But 
I, I, I'm screwed no matter what, because I'm permanently chained to a medical establishment that will probably kill me eventually. So I, that's just the world that we live in. Um, and I think that people should be very cognizant of the fact that things will get very worse, lest an act of God comes in and tries and saves us. But who knows? Well, I mean, I know that uh, my good friends at the War Report talk about this, uh, the expat thing, um, you know, because GSP is a, a leaf like like I am, uh, lives in Chirana, and uh, Constantine is American. And he said, you know, I contemplated the expat thing, but really, realistically, like, uh, oh, but yeah, I mentioned that uh, GSP was on my podcast. Uh, yeah. I released episode yesterday. But they said, like, realistically, where are you going to go? Unless you're willing to, like, go to China or go to the somewhere in the global south or go to Russia, which is almost near impossible nowadays. Um, or, like, if you have some sort of, like, third world is out, like, hold out in South America. Even still, South America is a, a poor bet. Or if, you um, some, or if you married a foreigner. Or if you married a foreigner, yes. I mean, uh, it, it's, like, it's impossible. Where are you going to go? Because the empire will get to you eventually. And to leave also presents a number of moral quandaries. Um, because even still, like I, I know like people mentioned in the chat, um, Gonzalo's situation, how he was an idiot or whatever. And yes, I mean, he probably shouldn't release those videos or whatnot, but, uh, you know, I mean, his bet was to go to Hungary because Hungary is the only EU nation that doesn't fully cooperate with the regime. Because apparently, even though the front line is like a thousand miles or whatever, uh, it's it, you can't cross, you can't cross the front line um, from Ukraine into Russia, or you can't go to Russia. It's it's not as easy as people think. Just go to the front line and go to the the nearest Russian patrol and say that hey, I'm with you guys. Like it's it, you know what I mean. So uh, Poland would just give them up, especially Poland. Um, they 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 would actually find pleasure in in giving him up. Uh, but the point being is that yes, a lot of people are contemplating the expat thing, but I don't think it's worth it. I think probably it would be more heroic to just stand and create political, meaningful political change on the local and state levels in America. And you know, I mean, we give them a lot of flack, right? Desantoids. Uh, I mean, Desantis. Uh, Desantoids. By the way, DV Reboy blocked me. I couldn't believe it. he broke mutuals and blocked me uh, for being a Desantoid. But the DeSantis model uh, is like that could work if if he didn't run for president of having rival red states that have populations that are fed up with the federal government that are willing to flout rules and willing to protect basically to protect political asylum seekers within America. And that is a very terrifying statement, by the way. That's a very terrifying phrase that there is a political asylum seekers from the USG in America. That's terrifying, but it's the reality. It's the reality of it. Um, I think if you leave inner cities because of the crime, that is also being a form of a political refugee because politicians in these blue state cities have failed you, right? And, and even here in Canada, Toronto is getting worse every single day. Um, yeah, exactly. Godfather Geo, never go against a mutual. It's true. Um, I've, I've very rarely I've had to block mutuals, but the point being is that, like, you know, like, tr like, Prude, you comment on this being an American, the notion that you are a political asylum seeker within America as an American citizen, that's terrifying, right? I mean, it, 
I, it's real. Um, yeah. Uh, to what extent? I mean, it, it will depend. And I mean, like we haven't gotten to a point where it's nationalists, um, you know, getting jailed or whatever, you know, like in the UK that's happened. I think with the yeah. Sven Longshanks and stuff like that, he's in prison. Mm-hmm. Um, I the mean, patriotic alternative guys have been jailed, I think. Oh, yeah. Know. And they've been debanked and everything like that. Like that's happened. Nigel Farage. Nigel Farage. Yeah. Um, and I know AA's talked about that in depth and so have others across the pond, but like, I just, it hasn't gotten that bad yet because there is that sort of federal broken in system, but like, it'll come eventually. Cause I mean, again, like there, if you can find a way to finagle it into a civil rights case, you're, you're fucked. Yeah. Um, and and they'll go after you for that in the same way that anywhere in the country, they can organize collectively and you will have a bunch of dysgenic troons with assault rifles um, ready to defend a drag queen story hour, even in red states like Idaho. Yeah. So like you have to be aware of the fact and, and people were mocking um, Tim pool for saying you were in a civil war. No, you are in one. It's cold right now um, where legal and political persecution comes about. Like that's just sort of the nature of the case of how it goes. And so I don't know what else to say other than the fact, you know, that the idea of having political asylum and fleeing other places is true. I mean, what is it's that it's that sort of evergreen take about like really America and making money in the grind is to escape the consequences of the civil rights. Yeah, Act. James Kirkpatrick. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that that tweet is correct. I don't care if he is a more self-avowed ethno-nationalist. Yeah. I don't care. Like that take is accurate. People do it want is. to escape crime and to escape a legal system that punishes you for wanting to own a home and to raise children that happen to look like you. Like, it's, sorry. It's only a matter of time before one of these, like, you know, hideous, like, armored out, like, you know, Antifa people that are protecting, quote unquote, protecting the drag time story hours. It's only a matter of time till they, they unleash on one of the chuds. And uh, who do you think is going to go to jail in that case? The the Chud protesters or there will the, never there will never be a Kyle Rittenhouse case again. No, never. That on that will not happen anytime soon. Not even a red um, state. Not even a red state. No, because they're they're out for blood. Yeah. No, but if you like here's a I think it's really a failure of the GOP. I mean, really the GOP, I mean, this is the hugest failure ever. The Republicans, I mean, if they wanted to, they could clear out these like legal administrations in like largely red state cities, they could basically rig things to have like more conservative judges and persecutors, but they don't realize that there's no no power. No, exactly. No matter how red a state is, if it's, if it's legal system in the big cities are being controlled to the point where left activists could essentially just redact chuds with no consequences. Um, What's the point of voting Republican in those states? What's the point if your state is red? If you're, the major centers of those red states are being ceded to leftoid uh, legal apparatuses? I mean, listen, I, I don't know if people are being entertained by this. We're usually, I promise next week we'll probably go back to focusing on arts and culture, but it's it, it needs to be said because um, it's really bad. It's really, and, and the Republican, the people that I blame, the people that should be politically aware, the people that should fight tooth and nail as a minoritarian party is the Republicans, is the GOP. They should know this. They should know what they're up against. 
but you have politicians in the GOP who go with it, who go along with it. They don't realize that their own constituents, they're the ones that are being persecuted. They're the ones that have to suffer from the crime and the violent leftist political activism. And, and then there's and, a large portion yeah. that do know and don't give a shit. Exactly. And that's yeah. most of them. That's most next, of them. Next year, Prude, I guarantee you there will be political clashes. There will be riots. I hope not. I mean, I'm not going to make a prediction because, you know, with predictions, right? You I mean, there, never... there will be, there will be, I mean, there will be violence. There will, I don't know if you'll get there another There will be summer. trans people with Bushmasters. I don't know it's... if you'll have another summer of Floyd. It's too early to predict that, I think. Yeah, it's too early. Yeah. I, I don't know if that'll come, but I mean, um, we'll see. I mean, there... everything is kind of, things. pieces are falling together to ensure that any sort of tantamount legal or quote unquote legitimate political resistance is being snuffed out by the, by the state. Yeah. I mean, in 2020, there were, uh, there were Trump supporters who were assaulted at rallies. Like now yeah. is the time above all else to know your neighbor, mm -hmm. know your connections and to have a network that you can rely on. And I mean, that's kind of how it works is that if you don't have people that you can go to or talk to or have that, then yeah, things will end very quickly. Yeah. Um, I mean, like again, like, and I, and this is why like there's been such an emphasis and this goes back to the video I made earlier today um, because there is no physical space. There's no real space on the online. The parasociality of it is arguably one of the biggest detriments because it keeps people parasocially attached to the bread and circuses of these characters and whatnot. You know, like I was just, I don't know anything about certain characters on the internet and whatnot, but you think about that Mr. Beast character and all of a sudden, like, you know, Chris Tyson left the, his uh, wife the and child. Mr. Beast. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Whatever. Funny meme, Maybe yeah. he's one of them, but who knows? But like, you know, Oh, he, he, he trooned out and his fought and his son asks, where's dad? Like that's a huge you know, people are parasocially addicted to that and they have to like bow down and not, um, you know, and not that's a be... showing of iniquity. That's biblical right there. Yeah. And, and, you know, they have to bow down and they have to like contort themselves to believe, yeah, that, that's a woman. All right. This married 27 year old man with a son and a wife, that's a woman. All right. And he feels liberated after six weeks. It's the same thing with like the Wachowskis you get exposed to the shit and they turn into things. This is why real life stuff, you know, working, in a way that, hey, if something were to happen to you, we can back you up. I mean, that that's why, again, I, I'm, I'm endorsed and I in, in invested in new founding for what they do. I am happy to see that, you know, when, when Mr. George Bagby was unceremoniously let go from his job because of some other fallout stuff and why Rod Dreher will rot in hell, um, mm -hmm. that we raised, mm -hmm. that we raised over, raised over $6,000 for him. So, you know, like, no, I, I, I'm all yeah. for making those networks physically tangible because you're going to need him one day you will what happened to george bagby he got fired he was uh unceremoniously let go his contract was not renewed from a classical christian school that he was teaching at in louisiana um that was tangentially related to a, a doxing affair led by another individual um that Rodreyer had played a role in doxing um, oh boy, so, you mean to tell me even a Christian school will let you go? Like, see, this is like this. Yeah, is, this is how bad it insanity. is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it's not like in Canada where like Catholic schools have to bend the knee to the greater, you know, education system to the government. I mean, a, a private Christian school should be based, no? Like it's no, well, 
But if you're still oh a liberal at the end of the day, that's what's going to happen. You know, Rod Dreyer, like, listen, I'm not a fan of that Hoshman guy, right? Naked, I mean, Nate Hawkman or whatever. Nate Hawkman, Hawkman. I don't know how I you mean, pronounce yeah, it, but yeah. I did that stream with him. I thought he was kind of like, I don't know. I was more of a... Of well, he was I the was... only one not... He was the only one associated with the National Review that I who wasn't boring or a joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I, I obviously supported my friend Alex Kishuda when we did that debate on Follow the Rules. But, mm-hmm. like, that, that thread by Rod Dreyer, like, I'm not going to Fed post, but that just really upset me that really like shows that people like this, why, why do you need, why do you need left activists? Why do you need the, uh, the, the Ben Collins and the, yeah, the with, with friends like the these who needs enemies, yeah. you know? Yeah, exactly. Why, why do you need uh, the Anita Sarkeesians of the world when you have Rod Dreyer? The real garbage humans were allegedly on this camp all along. That's <laughs> yeah, um, true. Um, but it, it's just, it's incredible. Like uh, a private Christian school kicking out George. Shabbat. By the way, did he find another teaching job? Or? Uh, no. I mean, he works full time as a driver for Uber and Lyft right now. Oh, God. We're we're working um, with New Founding to help find him a different line of work. And um, as things oh, also. Oh, yeah. Dryer out of the principal, apparently. This is what yeah. said. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's what happened. And he knew, and the headmaster hired him. That's a big reason why he kind of was in the crosshairs. Um, but yeah. And I mean, also there's, uh, in my area, there might be a, a, a private school that's being built for the large Orthodox community, George Bagby's, um, Eastern Orthodox. And so like, we might be able to get him a teaching job there, but you know, it, it is, it's a mess. Um, and like these do affect real people. They do, you know, yeah. um, I can't, you know, we, we, we were just hearing words about potential, uh, waves of attacks coming in and people getting docs and whatnot. And like, you have to be prepared. You ha- you have to oh, know uh, who you can rely on. Not anyone. I'm not referring to that stuff. Cause that stuff's not public yet, but I mean, just in general, um, hmm. you know, I mean like, look at what the hell Ryan's gone through, you know, turnip has gone through a hell of a whole lot of stuff and he's a publicly facing individual. Yeah. And so, and you know, and you had Antifa going after him and you had the people trying to dox his associates and things like that. Like this, this is the world you live in. And I hate the fact that this, I mean, we, we try and make this show sort of a, a humorous sort of escape from the real world in some instances. And escapism's got its own problems. Yes. And we do cover the news. But, like, you do need to be sobered to the fact that these people have no problem um, treating you like the royal family of Russia or treating you like um, like the, they think that they can kill you, like it's a Steven Spielberg World War II special. Like, that's that's their viewpoint. That's what they want. And you have to be prepared for it. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. Uh, like, when you have people like Dreyer that are doing Antifa's work, I mean, it's, come on. like Why this bother, is, you know? Why bother? Like, it's, you know, I mean, even, like, mainstream Republicans, like, it's just, even people like, uh, oh, should we mention Pedro? I don't know. No, I'm not even going to bother. No, nah, why bother? Why give him attention? Um, the, the only thing goal- I will say, the, the only thing I will say that made me laugh was um he said that influencers should disclose who they're getting paid by <laughs> you first buddy yeah yeah um apparently i'm being paid by barry weiss according to some people have that's really yeah really wow no this is this was this was like last year remember oh, okay i was yeah. I, I don't remember that but yeah that's kind of funny well you know the yeah that's funny though it's like <laughs> 
the people that I told love I don't want to associate with. That's like what that's nah, what you're associated mind. with. Look yeah, it's like God, like oh man, I have nothing. I'm not paid by anybody. I am not a part of any activist group. I'm not part of any education group here in Canada. I'm a part of yeah. no group. Okay, that's I'm that's not getting paid fair. either. I'd be yeah, I I wouldn't be asking for y'all's uh, money on Subscribestar if I was making, uh, you know, good cash from some political activist group. You know, yeah, exactly. But uh, that's what I mean. Like, it's just it's incredible. I didn't hear about it. The people are getting doxxed again. What what are you referring to, Prude? Uh, there are just some rumors going around that the lcms stuff might be kicking back up again so just if something happens you know be prepared to hear about doxing lcms what, what yeah the lutheran church missouri synod oh i see the one that that ryan yeah. turnip seed was yeah Did he, he posted an update what happened they had this verdict they gave him or i don't, oh, know. I don't know actually um in fullness i know that they and they had their convention this week and they said that they weren't going to talk about the uh the catechism again but yeah i mean like we'll we'll see you know like stuff is still yeah. in a really weird environment right now it's a sad place to be in right now i i would say something like you know uh like ryan i mean you know prude you're you're orthodox i'm a catholic but i understand like you know i think like leftist subversion of the christian church has been a long-going problem and yeah. uh i i you know, I, I think that this is the one time where ecumenism is okay to just be like, "Hey, this stuff is bad, and yes. it needs to go." Kick the yeah. kick the fat, kick the Antifa people out. No, but that's what I mean. Like, it, it, like it's easy to say, "Oh, you know what, Ryan? Just convert, bro. Just convert, bro." Like, if you're if you are a part of a family who has deep ties in the Lutheran Church in America, I mean, like, this is a huge like. I, I think like really, uh, you know, I, I feel for our friend Ryan Turnipseed because this must be like a very incredibly devastating thing because it deals with matters of faith. And I think that, uh, you know, it's it's really it's disgusting. I mean, it's what he's going through. It's terrible. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah, it's it's beyond words. It's really. Yeah, it's exactly. It's literally demonic, in my opinion. It's literally. No, I, I wholeheartedly agree. Yeah um hopefully ryan can find peace hopefully there's a resolution hopefully nothing comes to his father that apparently is a, is he a pastor or something what are they called? but no but his father's been involved and has been one of his biggest defenders yeah his father was a head of their local church yeah. or something yeah um hopefully nothing i mean i i i could easily imagine though these bastards coming after his father too just to punish Ryan. Well, they're in Oklahoma, so let them fucking try. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I Oklahoma's hope. significantly more based. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, really, they are. It's, it's they not are even yeah. funny, but it's um, not even funny. But yeah, I mean, yeah. these are the things that you, as an individual in the West, especially in the United States, needs to be aware of and prepared for. Oh, I have another little rant about the Christian schools. Um. You know, it's funny because in the 90s up until the 2000s with millennials, there was this like huge like in media, there was like this neurosis about like the evil private schools that would abuse the kids and stuff like uh, like or it would, they would have like these youth homes. And like, listen, a lot of these places were havens of very evil abuses. Right. But I notice with millennials, we were given like 
the anti-Christian school propaganda with like Jesus camp and everything like that. Like oh, you remember yeah. that era? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Like, so I think that the fact that Christian schools during the two thousands, they really had to capitulate. They had to like pretend that they're libs and they had to like hire these like cat ladies and they really like, you know, and the thing is though, a lot of these private Christians, like you got to realize that in these evangelical schools, there is a, like a lot of like very like weird stuff in terms of like, you know, performative gender relations and stuff like that, like that I don't agree with, but you know, but I do think that they did go after the private Christian schools for a reason because they were sort of like the last haven of having children, children being educated with more like conservative values, quote unquote. And there was really like this push against like private Christian teaching pedagogy in America during like the millennial era when we were all in grade school. Um, and the Jesus camp thing was like the nail in the coffin in some ways. I've actually never seen that, but I'm kind of glad. Yeah. But do, do you know what I'm talking about? Prudence? No, I do. I do. Yeah, yeah. 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 I do. I just, Did you I, go to I, a private I, Christian so I, school? No, I went to public school. Um, oh, so I, I went uh, to a Catholic school that might as well have been a public school. Oh, uh, well, sorry to hear that. That's how the, yeah, that's how the Catholic school board is in Canada. It's true. But yeah, I mean, I didn't get to see any of that, but man, what a black pilling fucking discussion today. Yeah, man. It's that went dark, but hopefully hey, tomorrow that's going to be Kino content. Uh, Haas versus Patrick Casey. Oh God. Amazing. Yeah. I can't wait for that. It's going to be a shit show. <laughs> like it doesn't matter cook, how calm little cook. <laughs> it doesn't matter how calm and prepared that Pat Patrick is. is. Just, it doesn't matter it because it's just going to be a it's just going to be a shit show and it's just going to be the order of civility the uh the stream order of civility the ordeal of civility but yeah yeah. civility the stream oh my god you're gonna tell me that an ethnic man has got a problem with a white person that disagrees with him oh the meltdown just like with razzis on and all the others yeah by the way, like I, I wanted to tweet this, but I just don't want to get into drama. Um, with Rizeb Khan, if if you're like if you're someone that does like the whole incel insult, then I think you should just be immediately discredited. And you're really like that's such a weak, like anti-intellectual talking point. Rizeb, like he quote tweeted uh, Kafefiana, and he's like, "You're probably a fat, obese, basement dwelling virgin incel." It's like, come on, give me a. Like this is fucking Kovefe and on get real. Yeah, yeah. You um know. uh no, I yeah, you're right. No, you're 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 um you're a correct PCSS. Like Haas, like you know, when he wants to be calm, he's calm. Like, you know, uh that debate, I, I remember it was uh it I, I, I wanna say logo and Haas, but really it was just Haas, because logo didn't say very much besides like these little quips. Oh yes, that debate. Between Keith and yeah, Keith and Joel. Um and of course Ethan Ralph was a non-entity there. That was pretty funny. Um but no, it was mostly Haas versus uh Keith. Which was I mean, Haas did like I, I thought Haas was quite incoherent because he's trying to like bridge Marxism with a more of like a spiritual understanding of species being in, in Marxist terminology and they kind of was convoluted and like really if uh, someone like myself at the time when I was with follow the rules were, were to have moderated it 
uh, rather than who was moderating it. Uh, I think it would have been more coherent, but um, no, I mean, Haas, like he can do a good debate, you know, he can be pretty calm, but I just worry that he's going to like get pissed off and he's just going to like, I don't know, call Patrick Casey names and, you know, but it is funny though. Patrick Casey, he's pretty vicious when he wants to be like, especially in Twitter spaces. He's like, but in a calm way though, in a calm way. Um, that that's pretty funny though. He's like, I mean, only only yeah. only time will tell. Only yeah, time we'll see what happens. I, I'm I'm getting ready for Kino and Nectar tomorrow. So, well, he's gonna have Morgoth on in like 40 minutes, so it's gonna or in 20 minutes. So I mean, it'll be all right regardless. Well, we covered a lot the stream. Uh, we didn't get to a billionaire psychos article, but we'll. Uh... I wish you know he's back on Twitter. I we yeah. should DM, we should DM him questions because I know he doesn't go on a lot of podcasts, but I wonder if we could ask him some stuff and and re- read him up on air. Has he ever voice doxed? I don't know. I could ask him. Yeah, yeah. But like, but, even if right, I mean, it'd still be a fun time to get some feedback from him. Yeah, and of course, like I think we should do that next week, and then the week after on my channel, we probably should cover Nathan Barley. We promised yes. people that. Yes, we have. Yeah. You know what? The thing is, it's not even that Razib is like, what is he? He's Bangladesh. What is he? Indian? I think he's Bangladeshi. Bangladeshi? What is Razib Khan? I think he's Indian. Um, no, it's not even that. It's just like, he's got a very, like, this guy, like, he he's can't take a joke. Like, I, I just don't. Well, but also, like, the tweets of, like, 2000-style Oh God! Swearing yeah. this bloody animal, blah blah, and it's just like, ay, 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 ay. Good lord! Like, like it's not even like he's like it. If you're like white or if you're in Bangladesh, it doesn't matter. I just I don't like people that just can't like like that they can't see that sometimes you know a little bit of levity over yourself is warranted. You know, I mean, if I flew off the handle every time someone called me fat, I mean. Well, you know who I would turn into, but let's not mention his name. Uh, but someone mentioned him in the chat. Um, but anyways, yeah. So, I mean, people that can't take lightly of themselves, I just don't. I don't know. That's Yeah, and people that block you over nothing. I mean, I block a lot of people. I have about, like, 300 NAFO accounts blocked. I have about 200 NAFO accounts blocked. I have about a lion's share of, I would, from five to 600 leftists blocked. But uh, when it comes to just like blocking people that are on your side over nothing, um, yeah. Uh, oh yeah, do we should we talk about the Atlantic article? Well, ba- ah, I don't want to talk about that. It's, uh, I mean, it's here, another here, hit piece. Here, here's so the do. only thing I can say about it: there have been hit pieces and pieces written about him in both questioning as well as derogatory, investigatory matters. It's not matter what your opinion is of him. Um, he has remained relatively untouched by them and needless to say uh he's got enough irony and enough public speaking don't do anything that is spencer-esque in terms of public uh you know protests and activism that would get you in trouble to where it's like okay you know what are you gonna do um you know you don't have to like him you can hate him you can think that you know you can take the position of um uh what's the word i'm looking for like he's subversive. Yeah, like if you don't like him that way, that's totally un- you know fine. I get that, right? Yeah, um yeah. but another hit piece written by some very balding leftist journalist at the Atlantic, like I really don't care, you know, to me it's, it's not even an original her. hit piece, like it's not even a deep dive, it's just like it is what it is. Yeah. I don't know, like I don't want to give an Atlantic journalist any attention. Yep. To the truth. Um 
so yeah, that thing came out. I mean, it is kind of weird how a lot of these journalists have an obsession over BAP. Um, but other than that, like, I mean, it just was the same. Like there were there were other hit pieces that actually were kind of more thought provoking than this one. But it's like the it's like the Atlantic. I mean, the Atlantic, I mean, I'm not gonna lie, the Atlantic has had some thought provoking articles over the years. Uh, but like I just I despise the Atlantic. I think they're the worst, man. I think they're 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 up they're down there with the New Yorker, man. Like it's Ugh, the Atlantic, uh, the Atlanticist, as I call it. Um, the <laughs> Listen, I'm not a Duganist, okay? I'm not a Duganist. I'm not like I. I think Dugan has some good ideas, but I actually, in my book on neoliberal kitsch, I actually do critique Dugan in one chapter about the whole Russia Eurasian thing. All so, right, so, um, so Trump pleaded not guilty, and they did not seek pretrial detention. So Trump is released on the most minimum conditions of release. Um, which includes not being allowed to communicate with anyone known to be a witness with the case, unless through an attorney. Um, and he said he'd abide by the conditions of the release and he agreed to the release papers. So uh, they didn't put him in jail. All right. Oh, good. But they're going to just hold a Damocles over his head. Oh, I mean, yeah, this isn't the only time. Yeah. They've done that. So maybe nothing happening is correct in this one. Maybe, but I mean, we're a long ways away from Iowa and New Hampshire and we're even we're more than a year away from November. Yeah. So, I mean, I, anything could happen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Duganism is too based for geo. What do you mean? Cyber Ninja zero. I thought people hated Dugan nowadays. I don't know. Anyways. Um, yeah. So I don't hate Dugan. I just think he's wrong about certain things. Uh, but anyways, um, yeah, the whole Trump thing. I mean, what like it's 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 very annoying it's very tiresome what are they going to do they're going to rain him again and it's going to be another spectacle and then no oh, they're going to release him like it's come on man it's just like yeah yeah it's it's they're going to do this all the way to the primaries okay they're going to do this um one of the primaries they start right in 2020 they start right i mean they January, start they? they start soon um, yeah iowa caucuses um, what are they going to do the debates that's another I, I i don't know when they've been set up actually for that um let's see when the 2024 primaries officially start um when have we got when is iowa coming timeline um trying to look it up i don't know oh, yet I, we forgot um, the one oh the january 5th january 15th yeah oh my god that early yeah with the iowa caucuses Oh my god! Um, and the first presidential debate is supposed to take place later this month, August twenty third, twenty twenty three. When is that? That is a Wednesday. Oh boy! Well, I know what we're covering in a couple of weeks. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited! Oh, is Trump going to be there? Well, he's the fucking front runner. I don't see how they don't have him there. <laughs> Can you imagine Trump versus DeSantis finally? I can't wait! I can't wait! God, that'll be the... so awkward, man. He said he was going to put a, a, a knife to the throats of like the, the bureaucracy. And I'm like, all right, boy, he wants to re reclaim that death Santis uh, moniker. But yeah, I mean, he's just so awkward. He doesn't know what to do. Yeah, he doesn't. Yeah, exactly. He should maybe he should do like to his own throat, like 
when he's like, do you remember that episode of Black Mirror with the guy had the piece of glass? Yeah, but it became a prop. Like it, that's kind of like what Desant. Like I don't know. Does Desantis doesn't uh, strike me as being a whole like you know, uh, Parisia in public speaking truth. I don't know. I mean, I feel I feel sorry for the guy. He's dorky. He should have just stayed governor of California. Um, yeah. I'm sorry, governor of Florida. Um, governor of Florida. Can you imagine if he was governor of California? He'd fix so many problems. Yeah. Um, um, you know, he'd be better off. <laughs> Invade <laughs> California, Ron. You know, do the world a favor. Um, oh, I wanted to ask you, uh, should we cover the murder made controversy or no? Over his position on immigration or yeah that probably gets into an optical territory with africa and oh um, that stuff yeah i mean he's got a point but the way he did he went about it i I like i like i i appreciate i like martyr made he's a friend of ours but it's just that um martyrs criticizing i think more of a rhetorical position above anything else yeah i get where he's coming from but like you still have the unreasonable issue the uncomfortable issue of okay. well a foreign aid has only exacerbated the problems here and maybe that should be something worth not or worth reconsidering and then that well, always raises uncomfortable questions well before back in the day there, there were critics of foreign aid even on the political left there are critical theorists who were uh, critical of foreign aid because it hampers uh inbound economies um but you know i mean that's uh, I think okay. You know what? Let's let's kind of avoid this optical issue. Let's go to a more salient critique. Ramos, uh, Ananda Kumaraswamy. Sorry, sorry, I I joke. Ananda Kumaraswamy running for president. Vivek Ramaswamy versus Fisher King and uh, uh, John Doyle. That was pretty funny, actually. Um, well, it just was- goes back to the American identity. Uh, yeah. Issue, and I mean, like. Is anyone surprised that this is what he's that he wants to be? You know, like I'm not. I'm not particularly surprised that. Oh, you're telling me a guy that wants more high skilled immigration who happens to be from a tech uh, and venture capital background who's also Indian. Like it just illustrates that as the Republican Party wants to have this more um, legal immigration of high skilled people. Well, that in, in a more yeah. quote unquote multi-ethnic working class, you know, republicanism or whatever the hell that means, you know, he wants to, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like there's going to be fact, there's going to be fractures, you know, a primarily white party trying to like bring in others, you know, it's kind of just proof that, Hey, like multi-ethnic democracies really don't work out all that well because <laughs> people are going to be more tribalistic. Like that just tends to be the case. No, but, but also like the argument that people have of like, pure like what a pure meritocracy if all of these high IQ in like indians and chinese people are coming here and they're displacing white people then they probably deserve it because it's like you know uh pure, you know pure meritocracy and, and all this crap like there like there's a lot of so- social issues that go into this you know in canada's ground zero of this whole thinking about like the high IQ immigrant um it's just like you know it really shows that the Republicans don't have values beyond just like, you know, the green line going up. And uh, this whole thing about like America's an ideal, America's a proposition nation. I mean, this is a very ancient debate, obviously. And uh, Vivek, it's just like, um, I think the problem is that like, and we've touched this before, everyone sort of doesn't want to acknowledge the fact that every person of every ethnicity has their own interests and Vivek doing this whole like America's about the ideals. 
even though it's very convenient for someone in tech, someone who's, you know, uh, you know, from India, someone like, like you said, Prude, like people have their actual lizard brain um, affiliate towards their own people. And liberal modernity wants to mask this and say that this isn't real anymore. It is. And it doesn't matter that Vivek, I mean, is he really, does he have any based positions? I mean, or is he just like sort of like this, you know, capitalist first type of, uh, I mean, he's been doing pretty interesting stuff with respect. Like it's all performative, but I mean, like he's performative in the aspect of like, Oh, we need to release the, the Nashville true shooter manifesto and stuff like that. I'm going to sue for it. and I mean, he's actually been more vocal about the whole arraignment shit with Trump than DeSantis has. Yeah, DeSantis we'll give like, him that. I haven't yeah. read the indictment documents, but you know, this is we shouldn't politicize. Whereas, like, he went out of his way and said, like, no, this is bullshit, more or less. And it was, just yeah, I like, got to give Vivek that. He, yeah, he I has, he has better that. campaign instincts than fucking uh, DeSantis. DeSantis, which is like, wow, that's. Uh, you know, Let's pretty sad from the bottom rung there, eh? Like, that's pretty sad, there, buddy. Yeah, um, he's Elon Musk's favorite guy. Oh, of course, he's Richard yeah. Benadio's favorite guy. Oh, of course. Oh, yeah. Like this is the world I live in. Oh, that that Hanania tweet about the like these people that some for Russia. Like it's. Oh, did he tweet against like uh? I not. Han- I don't. We don't. I don't give. We don't give bait. You don't. You don't take the bait. I know, but didn't he tweet against it was either Fisher King or Patrick Casey, I forget, who Hanania quote tweeted. Or maybe Kafafianon. One of the one of those three, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Like where's Hanania on him? Oh, oh, I know. Like is Hanania sort of like the Anatoly Carlin, like sm- the smartest people in the world believe in open borders, so therefore we should believe in open borders? Or what is Hanania? Well, he thinks believe? he's the smartest man in the room, that's for fucking sure. But I don't know, you know, like uh Yeah, where's Hanania on the immigration issue? I, I don't know. I just know that he enjoys talking about race a lot. Yeah. So, you know, we'll we'll see. I I don't we'll know. See. I mean, realistically, Vivek, I don't, I don't picture him I'm, getting that I, much of a vote. No, but he, he is there for, he's there for a job. He's yeah. applying for a job. Yeah. yeah. He's not there for, I don't think he, I don't think he feasibly sees himself winning, but boy, oh boy, does that guy. Uh, he has political you know, aspirations. He has aspirations for a job somewhere. I don't know what that job will be and I don't know what it looks like, but he wants, uh, he's after some kind of sinecure. Yeah. And I think like really the Republicans, like that's, they're thinking more of him instead of Trump after Trump. Like yeah. 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 I mean, it's but we'll, just, we'll, uh, we'll see only, only time will tell. But it is funny though, how uh, Fisher King and uh, Patrick Casey and Kefefianon basically like owned him. That was really funny. Um, but of course, like Fisher King, he deleted that tweet and then uh, uh, Vivek is like, we should talk on a Twitter space about this again. And it's like, oh my god! Like it's it well, even funny. Warren said he'd be willing to host it, but you know, like, yeah, we'll see. Warren's man, Warren's Warren's really based on immigration, man. People people give him flack, but he's really like he he calls it as he sees it, man. Yeah, yeah. Like even today, he was tweeting about it. Um, but you know, uh, yeah, Vivek said he'd be militant at the border. <laughs> 
Well, he's been openly saying that he wants to like declare war on like the cartels and engage in like military action south of the border. That is and I'm like, though. I'm kind of all for it in that respect, you know, like, but at the same time, I'm like, that's a rather hawkish position. I don't know how well that would go. Yeah. But, you know, like only time will tell. Only time will tell. There's a lot of problems. I remember there was a sex military guy that had this thread on Twitter about how um, people like have like Republican boomers that have this fantasy about like using the American the M the USG to go out. Uh, sorry, the the um, USM to go after uh, the the cartels. How it wouldn't work out. That there's like a lot of uh, like people don't know this. There is quite a bit of um, you know like as a jobs program as the American military has devolved into. There's quite a bit of like Nortenios and Serenios in that who are actually in the American military. And how they would like, you know, not that you'd want to question anyone's loyalty, but there is like quite a, there's quite a huge percentage of Hispanics in America that would not go for this, even though ostensibly getting rid of the cartel would be good for the Mexican, um, you know, people. Guatemalan, all sorts of people in South America and Central America. It would be amazing if, if the USG just, uh, USM just US military just redacted the cartels, but you know, there's a lot of people they would foment uh sort of ethnic rivalries um in America. That's it's it makes concern. me think about the uh fragging incidents with respects to uh what's the word I'm looking for? Um Vietnam and the ethnic yeah. underpinning of that. Like I'd imagine that that would happen again if we ever went to war where it wasn't just the white guys fighting. Yeah. Oh, oh, you mean like the North Vietnamese and South Vietnamese? Is that? I meant the Vietnam War, where like we'd hit bring, where officers would get fragged, or like there would be racial underpinnings to like American troops killing each other. Oh yes, that's right. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, I mean something well, will you... eventually something awful will happen. Uh, that's all I can say. Oh yeah, there would be even like weak weak officers that the troops didn't like that uh, would mysteriously, uh, you know. Yeah, that's yeah. that's what I'm getting at. It would just happen on ethnic lines. Oh my God. I mean, Hey, look what happened to Indira Gandhi in India with the Sikhs. Her own guard uh, redacted her. So, um, yeah, I mean, of course it was over bombing the golden temple. They probably shouldn't have done that, but their justification was that they were hiding arms and everything. Uh, in the, the Sikh separatists were using the golden temple as a shield to do uh, military activities, but still, yeah, I mean, this, this is real like, uh, because America is no longer, um, a, a real unified civilization, unfortunately. And um, man, that's a lot of black pills today, man. We're, we're going to have to make up for it next week. Yeah, we're going to have to make up for it next week. But we did get quite a few, uh, you know, pretty good viewership this week. So that's pretty consistent anyways. Um, yeah, there there were. Yeah, that's true. Is this true? There were um, borderline race riots in uh, Navy shipyards during the Vietnam War. Yeah, it happened. Um, yeah, in California as well, there was a... <laughs> like, Vietnam, like, you take the 1960s, like, racial Radicalism. stuff that was happening at home, and then you try and put that in the military? No. Like, there's a reason why, like, it, that's the case. Um, I mean, yeah, I wouldn't... I, this stuff will happen again. Yeah. Oh, look at this take by Javier. Um Yeah. Step one, create IQ shredder cities. Step two, import high IQ immigrants. Oh my God. Like, you know, like what's going to, it would be funny. And I, I, I'm, this is just a side note to myself. I'm just thinking to myself, huh, you know, like I wonder um, 
if this just means with IQ shredders and whatnot, we're just going to get uh, McNamara's 100,000 again. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, that's, well. Anyways. We'll see what happens. Um, yeah. Shall there's we, uh... a there's a ton of arguments against high AQ immigrants, right? Like, I mean, basically, you're you're robbing their their native countries of potential to get. Oh yeah, out brain drain and all yeah. that. Um, yeah. But shall we? Uh... Soup stupor chats. Stupers. All right. If you want to give one last time, uh, please give, give deeply. Uh, you know or a manual typewriter, you know, the whole bit. So let's go to the super. I got chats. a manual typewriter. Nice. Yeah. Um, I, I got one from uh cringe Walker of all people. Oh God. He would have, a, he would have a manual. He won. Typewriter. He won two in a, in a bid and he gave me the other one and I quite like it. Nice. That's great. Um, so right off the bat, Oh my God, for $20 by post, not clarity, our good friend and patron, um, finally watching Barbie, the opening scene where the giant feminist doll arrives and, uh, it inspires the little girls to smash and shatter the skulls of the baby dolls that represent their future daughters. Sure was something. Yeah. That oh, was, yeah. Some, that was supposed to be 2001, a space odyssey, the beginning, the, the monolith. Yeah. Is, so Barbie's like the monolith. She's the one that's bringing awakening to the women, the little girls of the world. So. That was such ham-fisted symbolism. Like, I got to admit, that was... Yeah, it wasn't even good. Yeah. Like, just... Oh, yeah. No words. No words. Very ham-fisted. So for five... Yeah, very ham-fisted. So for five dollars, but I can't display this. Um, Instead of FMK, it's... uh, It's it's just... Redact, redact, redact. Yeah, redact, redact. But of course, he had to put it like... Of course, of course. Yeah, you know... Anita Sarkeesian, Zoe Quinn, and Brianna Wu. Oh my God. <laughs> well, I love they all lost in the man. end, you know? Yeah, they're all lost in the end. Um, well, I mean, they all won, but they also, you know. Should we do an for- FMK of this, though? No. Okay, I marry Anita. I'm, I'm shutting this down. No. Okay, okay, I'm not good. Okay. We all, because we know who's going to get the K in that, the, the redact in that one. So it's, all it would them. be. All of them. <laughs> no, but I mean, but out of those three, I mean, Anita and Zoe, they're mids, you know, they're, I mean, Zoe used to look a lot better when she was just a nerd girl. But I mean, Anita, like, I, I still think Anita is like somewhat attractive, even though her soul is rotted. Um, But, but come on, Brianna Wu, like, ah, anyways, let's move on. Let's not entertain this. Okay. Take yourself further into that trench, buddy. I know, I know. I, I promise to be serious, but let's let's move on. So for 50 pounds sterling, oh my god, by Mecha name, by Mech name. Um I up fellas, keep the good work. Thank you so wow. That's like how much is that in Canadian dollars? That's like 60, 70 bucks, no? My god. Yeah. Um, pound. Oh, I don't. Oh, that's crypto. Sorry, Canadian dollars. Sorry. CDN. That's the Canadian. Yeah, yeah. yeah I did. Uh, uh, eighty-four Canadian. Whoa! Holy crap! That's amazing. Thank you so much. Wow! Holy crap! Yeah. Well, th- God bless you, sir. Um. 
Wow, I'm floored, man. Thank you so much. Um, so, Son of Aster for $5, our good friend, our good patron, Son of Aster. Um, every man is a nerd about which, yeah, we already covered this. Every yeah, it's so true. Man. It's very it's true. so true. And for $5, oh, oh, by the way, listen, guys, guys, I forgot this. I forgot. I forgot this. I promised my good friend, my good friend Piffinard, my good, I thank God I remember this. Um, let me just take this off for a minute. Um, my good friend Piffinard reached out to me, my good friend P Jack Piffy. Um, his best friend is an avid listener and an avid GeoCell, but he listens to every single Digital Archipelago. He turned 30 this week. So happy birthday to, to my good friend Piffy's friend. I wish you, God bless. I wish you a happy 30 years old. I am also 30 years old and I know what it's like to be, you know, very like hung up on turning 30 and, and, you know, turning 30. I know what it's like. So happy birthday to, to Piffy's friend. God happy bless birthday. You, good, sir. There many years go. in the future and many years of success. Exactly. Thank you. And then of course being 30 years old is the new 20 for the millennial. So uh, it's, it's, we're entering our best years. All right. So for $5 by Seasider playing for honor while I listen <laughs> is for honor a good game. I have not played it. I would not know. Uh, it's, mm. it's, a, it's it's kind of like a melee combat game with some dueling elements. But yeah, no, exciting. There you go. Always happy um, for our gamers in chat. We love your gamers, folks. We love your gamers. They're the best. The best. Um, and Steve Hines for $5. Ever, ever play the tabletop strategy game Diplomacy? Really fun with enough people. It is, is fun if you've got four or more people. What is this about? What is Diplomacy about? The Diplomacy is a tabletop game where it is kind of trying to be like diplomacy. Um, uh, oh. It begins in, um, it's, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, it's the Calhammer one. You can buy it from Wizards of the Coast. Uh, two to seven players. You can play for as long as like four to 12 hours. Um, but it's sort of like in Europe right before the First World War starts. I think it's set 1901, right? Or 1910, one of those two. Um, but yeah, you got like attack and supplies to capture, but it's it's the great game of Europe. Um, you can play for a long time. I think I've played a 10-hour game of it. So it's a lot of fun. Ten, that's wow. Cup of, cup of tea. Um, it's so like it's a, kind it's, of like Risk. Uh, way more in depth. Take take settlers of Catan plus risk. Whoa, Rachel Herzer says my family likes to play Phase Ten, so does mine. It's a family tradition. Where with my family, Phase Ten is the family game where we'll all get around my grandmother's dinner table, and um, it's a lot of fun. I love that card game. <laughs> phase Ten. It's a great um, game. Hmm. That's that's a wholesome. Three moment, games man. of diplomacy are required to understand international relations. One to get stabbed in the back, one to get stabbed in the front, and one to stab everyone else. So true, Whitworth. So true. <laughs> that's that's real politic right there. Absolutely. Um, and so Hugo Glass for fifty. For, uh, Hugo Glass fifty six for fifty MX. What's MX? Is that Mexican peso? Mexican peso. Yeah, that's like about three dollars, right? What is 50? he gave deeply? He gave deeply in Thank his you. own country. <laughs> Thank you, Hugo Gloss. Um, the mainstreaming of being a dork is one of the worst effects of the feminization of society. Yeah, that is true. But I mean, there's a lot of like, I mean, 
a lot of nerd culture is implicitly masculine, but at the same time, I understand what you mean. That is yeah. true. Um, can I display the T word? Which T word? Uh, if you go to internet friends donation. Sure. Why not? I think you'll be yeah. fine. Yeah. Okay. So for $5 by my good friend, internet friend and Canadian five hours, Canadian, uh, Soviet uh, Troon anime girl made superconductor in Zur bedroom. American <laughs> LARPs. American ones LARP as Ukrainian arrest our boy. Jeez Louise, I'm black villain again. <laughs> One of them made a conductor in their bedroom? I would honestly if I one, put one of the superconductor people is a is a troon. It just illustrates that it, it, this really is science is male. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. But uh, who is the what's the the Ashley? I'm not even gonna say the name, but yeah, the one that was bragging about Gonzalo being arrested by the uh Ukrainian security service. Um Turbo America moment. Tur yeah, Turbo America, exactly. So Melon for five dollars American. Didn't Mitch McConnell show up beaten up with a black eye? Yeah, but a lot of politicians are showing up with a black eye. Yeah, I know. It just yeah. raises an interesting question of who the hell is beating the crap out of all these elderly people. And celebrities. And celebrities. Yeah, there's like whole like like schizo like 4chan uh infographs or like you know videos on BitChute about like uh, how celebrities and politicians all have black eyes at different times. It's like, it's like a ritual thing. They all get black eyes. Yeah. I don't know. It's gotta, it's gotta be some kind of Laurel Canyon, Bohemian Grove. Uh, gotta, gotta consult, you know, someone like Jay Dyer. Um, I think Jay Dyer actually did a video on it. Um, I think so. A long time ago, but yeah. <laughs> Mitch Instead of name them, it's dead name them. Ah, oh, that's funny. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> That's, ter that's terrible. That's um, good. That's good. Oh, for two dollars. Speaking of a manual typewriter, Lou Templar for two dollars, our good friend. Let's not forget Breaking Voyager. What is Breaking? What oh yes, they did break Voyager. So allegedly, an improper command was sent off to the Voyager probe that has been out in space since the 1970s. Yeah, that we probably will never hear from again if this gets correct. So yeah, it's that's uh, terrible. We we've lost it. We've lost it. I wonder who, like, that's... Woman. If they find out whoever, woman. like, you think? We're, we're, we already know. It's a woman? Woman. Like, listen, I don't want to play into, like, you know, uh, grug brain misogyny, but that is pretty bad. Yeah. That, you can't drive a car, you can't man. drive a spaceship. Oh, God. That's bad. Voyager's been out forever, man. Like, you know how many discoveries are made because of Voyager? Like, that's Both terrible. Voyager probes, and now we've lost one of them. Oh God, that's I can't believe that, man. That's this multi-generational project of keeping something in space that we can still communicate with. That is that made gone, it to the edge of the Milky Way. It made it to the edge of our solar system, and I think is like screaming past the Oroot cloud. But um Oh God. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. We were listen, gonna hit I don't want to pet Geo. Listen, I don't want to pattern recognize. <laughs> They're claiming that they've already reestablished contact. Well, God, I hope so. God, yeah. Keep her away from the control. <laughs> Chainway broker voyagers. Well, so true. Chainway broker. <laughs> the one thing I like about Janeway is that she is the perfect example of like a schizophrenic woman in command, where it's just like, we must obey the prime directive, but oh, by the way, we're gonna give these Kazon weapons. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> we gotta defeat the boar. We gotta yeah, it's just awful. Um Oh my God! But, uh, Who's better, Janeway or um, who is Deep Space Nine? 
Cisco. Cisco's Cisco. better. Cisco's, Cisco's better. better. Sorry, yeah. DS9 is infinitely better than Voyager. Don't give a shit. Oh man, is it is Deep Space Nine the one where they keep committing war crimes against yes. aliens? Yes. Uh, I gotta watch this. As long See, as you can, as long as you can ignore the awkward Israel-Palestine conflict in the background of oh, it. Oh God. Um, yeah. My, because I didn't watch any of those because my old man during the time was like, "Oh, those are trash. It's only the only ones are good are the original series and and the one with Picard. That's it." Uh, and I'm like, okay, so I didn't get to watch any of those. I Maybe mean, I should. Um, yeah. Uh, Deep Space Nine, I guess I could I could watch Deep Space Nine. Anyways, um, five dollars by Sam one five three in Canadian Sneed for the Du Bois, DA Boys. Uh, I get it, Du Bois. Ah, uh, that's good. Yeah, DA Thank Boys. And our good friend New Gloff. Apparently, Settlers of the Men blocked New Gloff. I don't know why. Um uh -oh. Th <laughs> uh oh. Um, thanks for the black pills today's guys. <laughs> at least they uh, were happening at a non-insomnia related hour. Yeah, exactly. Um, for two dollars by Melon, off topic. Did anyone see the flood in Beijing? There was a flood in Beijing. Yeah, there was, and there was some video footage of it where a lot of guys in manufacturing centers and packaging plants were crying for help. It's kind of dark. Oh my god! Is there like live? There, you know, there's live leaks on uh, in Telegram. yeah on Telegram, but I mean, there was footage of this stuff on Twitter. I should yeah, I should look this up. Um, I didn't see this. There was, I mean, there's periodic flooding in in china but um yeah for 4.99 by mike cox long my cock i i hold here mike cox long um in a world of coal digital archipelago is the de beers company here's my weekly coal toll parasociality is cancer but you fellas are all right yeah that's a we good try one. we try are you saying that we post coal no, he's saying oh, I guess we're, we're a diamond we're, company. We're a gem yeah, company. we're a diamond. We're a gem company. That's right. Oh, that, that's nice. Thank you, thank you, Mike Coxlong. Um, what a name! What a name! What a, what a name! And for four ninety nine by Cody Browning, our good friend, MPC TikTok, but it's Francis E. Deckwoods, communist, 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 computer god, communist gangster, computer god. Oh man. <laughs> I wonder if Francis E. Deck has made his way to uh, to TikTok. I wonder. Uh, I'm going to go open an incognito tab for TikTok yeah, and see what we should, they're doing. I should ask Default. She probably, she, she, she's on TikTok five hours a day when. That's a terrifying not, thing. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go check real quick. Yeah. Um, I love the way she says it too. Like, I just, I'm on, like, you know, if you can picture her voice, she's like, I'm on TikTok like five hours a day. Like, how do I do her voice? That's yeah, it's pretty decent. Um, I'm on TikTok five hours a day. Like it's <laughs> journalists, folks. Oh boy. Francis yeah. E. Deck. See what we get here. Top videos. Huh. Okay. Nothing about Francis E. Deck. Well, the Oh no, there's a Francis E. Deck account. Which are, with a profile that says "Deadly Touch Tarantula Spiders." Yeah, the Deadly Touch tape and the the Deadly Touch Tarantula Spiders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Um, but no, nothing that looks Francis E. Deck related. Yeah, Zoomers need to discover Francis E. Deck, and uh, oh my god, for ten dollars by Joseph Bronson sends his regards. Man, love the show. Thank you, Bronson's a great account. And uh, I really like that. I, I really like that profile. That's a marker tree. I actually did a wooden, I, I, not a wood engraving. I did a, um, uh, 
a copper plate engraving of a marker tree that was in my town, but they, uh, it got destroyed by a lightning, uh, by, by lightning. And they had to, uh, they had a chainsaw in the eighties. My old man remembers driving by it, but thank you, Joseph for $10. Um, wow. Thank you. This has been great. Um, and oh, how do I say his name? Which one? Oh yeah. Timothus, Tim- for yes, Timothus, Timothus 89, our good friend, good stream for $5. Good stream despite the dark topics. Please pray for my two-year-old for he has broken his... Oh, my God! He's broken his arm and needs surgery. God bless you. Uh, yes, thank you, Timothus. We are praying for your two-year-old. Hopefully, everything's all right. Um, when I was... Down on the prayer list today. Yeah. Um, when I was two years old, I dislocated my shoulder. I was trying to climb out the crib. Um, but, yeah, man, that's terrible, man. Uh, but you know what they say? Uh, they say that, you know... When when they do break their bones at that age, that they they heal they heal up rather quickly. So hopefully everything's fine. Um, that's terrible, man. We're praying we're praying for your for your son your two year old son or daughter. I I don't know son. Or, he, he is one of Doc's, but uh, broke his arm and may need surgery. His son. Okay. Oh, his gotcha. arm. Sorry. Yeah. I gotcha, yeah, his, Timothys. Yeah. We'll be praying for your son. We'll be praying for your son, Timothys. Um, yeah. So this has been a great stream. Let's see what the chat's final. So uh, yeah. Uh, send prayers in the chat as well for for Timothy's son. Uh, keep keep Timothy's son in your prayers. Uh, but yeah, this has been a great stream. Been very high energy despite the black pill topics. So, oh, uh, do we have a new super chat? Um, Timothy's. No, that was the last one. Uh, so yeah, next week. Uh, what what are you up to, Prude? You have a stream with uh, Charlemagne. I will be on with Charlemagne this Saturday evening. Um, I've got a longer recorded. Well, we'll have the Digital Archipelago out uh, on my channel next week, and then that weekend, I'm going to have a review of William Appleman Williams's Empire's Way of Life, published in 1979. It's an interesting look at American foreign policy and U.S. history. Um, and then on top of that, I have a new video out today called Digital Ayahuasca. So by all means, give that guy a uh, video uh, a, a watch. I think it'll be oh, interesting yeah. for you guys. Yeah, and I, I have I I was working on the uh, the reading of my article on the Anons and Jordan Peterson. So that'll come out. Um, I have to, you know, I have a lot of recording to do with the digital capability. Of course, I'm writing my book, so uh, you know, balancing other things, but. Yeah, next week hopefully we'll we'll get back to uh we'll we'll have some good content out and uh yeah, so next week we'll be on Prude's channel and maybe we'll cover the billionaire psycho article finally. We'll we'll finish it up. So um thank you all. And uh I know this has been your daily dose of black pills. <laughs> Devin Stack, daily dose of black pills. Um did you see that Sandman speaking of daily dose of red pills, you see that Sandman got ratioed for that I did one not. tweet? I did not. The tweet about like uh, how like men are becoming weaker over the generations. Oh, anyway. um, yeah. Well, I didn't see that. Well, I, I think I think I saw tweets about it. I didn't see it directly, but yeah, yeah, interesting. It was funny, but he does the whole thing like your daily dose of red pills. Um, anyways, oh four ninety nine super sticker by subject to change. Thank you for thank you subject to change, and uh, we'll see you next week, everybody. This has been a great show. And as always, I, I also have to update my uh, my Spotify anchor with the Digital Archipelago episodes. I will do this uh, this week. So um, thank you all. God bless. Goodbye. Too sweet. See you, gents.